Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Detroit sports teams live on Woodward. All of Detroit sports coverage lives on Woodward Sports. Driving the best in Detroit sports coverage. Welcome to the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network, woodwardsports.com. Jeff Iafrady alongside me for another day in a row, another Mr. Day. Sam Flannel. Um, and in the booth, JB, and in the TD booth, we have Alex Westfall. It's Friday! We're approaching the end of the week, and Sam, we've Woo-woo. we've we've made some progress this week. We've we gotten have. all our beefs out of the way because me and you love to talk sports, but now that we aren't doing it on a show, um, I found out a lot about you, especially <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers, number two oh, in yeah. the NFC. Oh yeah, but it's been a blast. We have oh, a lot yeah. to get to today. Uh, the Pistons last night lose another one to to the Charlotte Hornets. If you didn't catch that game. You're, you're probably better off you didn't. Sam's got a, a story to share with us oh, yeah. uh, relating to Michigan, in, in which we're going to get into later, and Sam's yes. going to be able to you know, express his thoughts on that result. We're going to talk about the quarterback position, but not just, you know, because we, we've talked a lot about the quarterback position, but where should the Lions pursue a backup? Should it be in free agency? Or should it be through the draft? Uh, thank you, guys, everybody, for tuning in. If you're on WoodwardSports.com, don't forget to check out the live scores, articles, merchandise. We have it all. And if you're watching via podcast or you missed the live show, you can go back and watch and listen. Uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Morning Woodward Show. Go check that out. But the Pistons last night, they took on the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, and, again, they, they've, they've accumulated some more injuries. Isaiah Stewart's out uh, for the next couple weeks. You have Hamadou Diallo, who's actually playing pretty well. He's out for the next couple weeks. Opens up a lot of playing time for guys like RJ Hampton and James Wiseman. James Wiseman started last night. Jalen Durant coming back from that injury. Uh, James Wiseman, man, he, he's been playing some great basketball. That's one of the guys I've been really impressed with. I was a little sketch you know, when the, first, the trade first got announced. Uh, but now I got to see him last night, and he, he's looked better. And the Pistons overall defensively have just been better. They have. And I'll tell you what, James Wiseman, he's averaging a hyper-efficient 12-8. and eight. If you told me that that's what you'd get from James Wiseman, I would have taken that in a heartbeat, and along with improved defense, probably better defense than we even expected from, from James Wiseman. So he, unlike the Pistons as a whole, has been a bright spot. The Pistons as a whole, and I know that this sounds insane to even say, it wouldn't shock me if they don't win another game the rest of the season. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, uh, especially yeah. with who they're shutting down to, sure. Sam. Like Bogey, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bogey's probably shut down. Isaiah Stewart's probably shut down. Diallo shut down. Cade's clearly he's been shut down. Like, yeah. I mean, you're at this point. Who cares? Uh, now you want to see them compete, but at the end of the day, all we give a damn about the number one overall pick. Please, so, uh, we're, Please. We're, we're moving forward. Another thing that I, I didn't, we didn't get to get to yesterday. Do you see this stuff with Tiger Woods and his ex-wife, or I guess his <laughs> girlfriend? To be to be honest with you, 
I, I saw that news over the last couple... We didn't talk about it yesterday, but because I wanted to read more into it. And what a crazy scenario for, for Mr. Tiger Woods to send her on vacation via your lawyers. <laughs> and when she's at the airport, hey, by the way, you can't come back home. Uh, <laughs> like, that is the most G shit I have ever seen. I mean, it's some, it's some G shit, but uh, it's, it's a little... <laughs> It's messed up. Tiger Woods can get away with it because he's Tiger Woods, but he already has a very, very, dare I say, sketchy past with his significant others. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you know what's funny about that is his golf game has never been the same since. No, no. That, that, that's the, <laughs> He that, torpedoed himself bad back in the day, and he just continues to do it. And now she's asking for $30 million because she was promised she could be at the house for a certain amount of time. Now that she's kicked out early, she feels like she's due all the rent, which I'm doing the math correctly. How the hell does it equal $30 million, Sam? That, <laughs> the, and, and by the way, Tiger Woods can afford it. So I'm not, I'm not can, saying, but at the same time, it's, it's the principle of it. To give $30 million. added to that thing. To give, I mean, number one, to give anybody, if you divorce or break up, to give somebody 11 years, uh, you sign a contract for how long you can stay there. Like, why the hell would anybody want to do that, number one? Because no. if, you, if you break up with her or divorce her, she's still there for the next... You know, handful of years, like hell no. Hell and, and her no. excuse was, "I provide," and it was her words, "a lot of val uh, valuable traits to the house." Whether that's, you know, I, I don't know exactly what she does, but Tiger Woods, I can promise you, will be okay. Uh, but and he's not going to pay over that thirty million. He'll probably pay over, you know, some sort of portion, give her some sum of money. But thirty million dollars is in a, in, in, insane. Doesn't this sound a lot like an NFL team kind of? releasing their for their aging superstar or something when they talk about terms of the contract and what she's owed and and everything it's 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 kind of funny how it's how it's worked out but tiger woods man when, when you have all that kind of money when you can kind of <laughs> basically do anything you want probably have any woman you want it's just crazy how they keep getting into these people like that just keep getting into these predicaments it, it's 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 tough business out there being think that about wealthy. it from her perspective if you get asked to go on vacation from his lawyers I mean, could you not smell something funny? Or, yeah. or, or did you, okay, oh yeah, go on vacation, go to the airport. No, here you go. Slap her right in the face with, yeah, you, you can't come back. You are no longer allowed to come back to the house. I, I saw that yesterday. That's unfolding. Tiger Woods, glad he's healthy again, but man, it's, it never, it's, uh, it's never a, a bad thing when you see Tiger Woods in, in media for some sort of drama. It's always entertaining <laughs> for some reason. But oh, Sam, yeah. you, you texted us something in the group chat yesterday about Michigan and, and, and how it relates to other things in your family. Um, so break it down for us. Well, this one, it doesn't, this is actually kind of unrelated to Michigan, gotcha. but it's a different, it's something that it's like a one in a billion chance of happening. So my mom's birthday is March 12th. It is this Sunday, actually. And then when I first met my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, obviously, she tells me her birthday, and surprise, surprise, it is March 12th as well. I don't know if anybody in the chat, what are the odds of that? That's just insane. I don't, I'm kind of curious if anyone in the chat. So you gotta get double gifts. Well, that's, that's the thing. And to be honest, when it first starts, when you first do it, when, you're first, when I first started dating my, my girlfriend, now wife, it's kind of a fun little talking point. Like when I introduced her to my mom, it was kind of like, oh my God, we're both Pisces. We have the same birthday. No wonder, you know, Sam gets along with you so well. All that good stuff. Zodiac signs. I know. I, I know. Trust me. Trust me. You, I, I Go know. on, Sam. Sorry I know. No, that's, that is perfectly fine because <laughs> I get it. I, I'm not really into that stuff, but most men are not for the record. <laughs> that's more of a, a lady thing that I've seen throughout my travels in life. But anywho, <laughs> so every year, there's always a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a conflict, because when you get married, there's one thing that I've 
been very principled on, and I've basically been this way since me and my wife, when she was my girlfriend, when she was my fiance and all that, she comes first. She is the most important person in my life. But I also have to make sure that you know, my mom and my wife both feel special on their birthdays. This year, fortunately, my mom was nice enough to have us celebrate during the week. And this weekend, it's kind of going to be all about me and my wife and then me and my wife and her side of the family. But it is something that you think is great. You think, oh, that's so cool. But there have been years where it's been a bit of a struggle coming <laughs> off of Christmas. And now it's like, I got to get more gifts. I gotta, it's just it's just when will it ever end? Obviously, I love both my mom and my wife and I'm happy to celebrate birthdays with them. But it is a it's more of a grind than you think. You and it's not this magical, wonderful thing always. Sometimes it's stressful as hell, man. I don't know if I like it. Are you ever in a predicament where you get them both gifts and they're looking at each other's gifts? And like, what that? What did that bitch get? Nah, are you no. serious? You got no. her what? No, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not. Because my mom, she understands that. She understands that the wife comes first, and my wife is a excellent gift giver. I will say that. That's and, awesome. and throughout my life, I have kind of been mediocre, so I have to sort of step the step my game up when it comes to to the wife. So I, it's never really a competition between those two. It's just something that. What are the odds of your mom and your wife having the exact same birthday? It's cool at first, but there have been some years where, I don't know, trying to kind of make sure they both get, the, get, their, get their due, it's not as easy as you think, especially coming off of the holiday season when you think it's kind of over and you can breathe. Nope. It's just, and it's, I don't know how I feel about it. It's okay, though. I'm managing a lot better as, <laughs> as I kind of navigate my way through marriage and all that, all that good stuff. I, I want to get some of these comments too. Uh, Warsports.com. Chuck Brewer says, "Wife, take uh, wife, you take out for dinner. Send the mom a bundle of flowers." Uh, John Parker says, "My mom and I have the same birthday, ten thirty-one. Uh, also, I'm um, an October birthday, so I, I, I feel you, John." Uh, Mike says, "Sam talking Pisces and Virgo and Taurus and stuff. I need more coffee." <laughs> <laughs> Chuck says, "Wife is priority always, then mom." Philip C says, "My wife and I have the same birthday, three twenty-nine. Wow. Yeah. I, again, the. The chances of you meeting somebody that has a similar birthday, not only than you, but your mother, is, I mean, that's it's a rarity. So, I mean, hey, Sam, you're, you're navigating through it, but if you look at the positives, you knock them both out, two birds out oh, with one yeah, stone. Oh, yeah, two birds, so, one stone. One day, two birthdays, you move forward. And then it's pretty much smooth sailing for a while af after that. But if I'm if I'm being real, I know I'm kind of being, being funny. And Jack Harrington, for the record, I think it was, it was either Jack Harrington or Philip C. said that him and his wife had the same birthday. I'm, I'm happy. That's why I, I bring stuff up like this, because I was kind of curious if anyone in the chat kind of could relate to me on that. It really is kind of cool that... You know, they're, they're, they're the two most important women in my life, a along with my sister, of course. It's, she's also, I'm also very close with her, but two of the three most important women in my life, and I get to celebrate them basically at the same time. And as much as I, as it can be stressful, it's, it's all love. I'm, I, I definitely, one of the reasons it is so stressful is because I want to make them both feel important. Mm -hmm. I mean, my wife uh, obviously comes first and is number one, but my mom as well. I don't want her to think that Oh, I just I just forget about her birthday. She gave birth to me, so like I have to. I always have to respect her as well. No, absolutely, man. No, I, I understand it completely what you're saying. Uh, Scott says, "Hey, Jeff, are you doing mock drafts today?" We will yes. uh, at nine thirty. We'll be breaking down mock drafts. We're not doing a ton of them, but I, I, I pulled some from Twitter and Instagram. We will get to it. But we'll also get to telling you about 
our friends over at SMA because, guys, the Sports Marketing Agency helps spread awareness about mental health and substance abuse. Their new podcast, this is the S Word, helps fight the stigma about seeking help. If you or someone you know is struggling, head to thesportsma.com for more information. Sports love wearing clothes, then you should be wearing Woodward Sports clothes. Check out our full line of merch at woodwardsports.com. Just click on shop. We have all your favorite designs like Dan Campbell kneecaps, Beverly Hills golf, Woodward golf, and of course, our own logoed out merchandise. Men, women, infants, kids all love Woodward Sports. Impress your friends, impress your boss, impress your dog. Buy Woodward Sports merch today. Introducing the Planet Fitness Guide to getting that post-workout glow. Step one, what's your why? More epic energy, better sleep, blow off steam? Step two, join Planet Fitness for just $10 a month and get moving in our clean and spacious clubs. Step three, bask in that post-workout glow. Join Planet Fitness today for just $10 a month. Join today at any of the 50-plus Detroit area locations. Detroit by Detroiters. Welcome to the Woodward Sports Network. Let me tell you about our friends over at the Fulling Warehouse in Hamtramck because it is the home of the original football bowling game. Two to play for $12, the unlimited open play or you could play $120 for a lane reservation for up to 10 people. $2 mystery beer machine, full bar. Check it all out. FullingWarehouse.com We're off and running through the first hour here on the Morning Woodward Show, woodwardsports.com. Live scores, articles, merchandise. It has it all. Check out the website. If you can't catch us live, Morning Woodward Show on all podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, and and so on and so forth. Sam, Zadarius Smith of the Vikings. If you guys haven't you know, read about this news, it, it's kind of funny, to be honest with you, because it, it's always funny to me when a player... Uh, requests a release and then goes on social media says goodbye and the team's like nah we're not going to release you <laughs> so you look you basically and again the social media post is more leverage i believe than anything because you're like well i've already said goodbye to the fan base so you got to release me zadarius smith of the vikings Bye-bye. who <laughs> who missed the mo- majority of his last year with the packers and then hit free agency Went to the Vikings, and that Vikings defense was atrocious. Uh, uh, and again, Zadarius Smith played pretty well overall, just individually. He requested a release. Minnesota did not grant it to him. But at the same time, Minnesota's going to have to make a difficult decision because he inked a three-year, $42 million deal last offseason. And again, you're talking about a guy who's 30 years old but still had 10 sacks and a team-high 24 quarterback hits to go along with five pass breakups and 44 total tackles. So he's still very productive. If they release him, they'll open up about $12 million off the salary cap this offseason and only have about $3.3 million in dead cap for Zadarius. So they're going to have to make a decision. You want to try and rebuild this defense to keep Zadarius Smith, or are you just going to cut him and save the money? The reason why I brought this up, and it ties to the next thing I'm going to bring up too, BetMGM came out with their results for the NFC North, and the Lions were number one at plus 150. Alex, could you fill up the graphic for me? It, it should be in there. Uh, you, you, you need to see these odds because they don't completely make too much sense to me looking at them. I will, the Lions do 150. I, I sh- they think they should be favorites, but the Packers and Vikings tied? 
Interesting. And then you have the Bears slightly behind them. Like, they have any chance at all to win hmm. the division. But they do have a lot of money. So, again, the NFL, if you can turn things around quickly, it is in this league. But, Sam, uh, first we'll start with Zedarius Smith. Especially if they cut Zedarius. That's a big-time player for the Vikings. Well, that's the thing about, about the Vikings. And what's one of the... The Vikings, first of all, were one of the greatest statistical anomalies that you will ever see in NFL history. Because Zedarius Smith... He might have been their best defensive player. He actually balled out. He was a successful signing. He had 10 sacks, which is exactly what you bring him to Minnesota to do if you're the Minnesota Vikings, and he pretty much delivered. But all that being said, with Sedarius Smith having 10 sacks, with Daniil Hunter having 10-plus sacks, with Patrick Peterson having, I think, the second most interceptions in a season of his career, Harrison Smith having a good year, and Eric Kendricks, you know, basically playing like Eric Kendricks, the Minnesota Vikings still had a worse defense than the Detroit Lions, who over the totality of the season had a bad defense. And the Minnesota Vikings also had a worse offense than the Detroit Lions. They had a worse turnover differential than the Detroit Lions. They were outscored, and they were also outscored yeah, on the, the season. The point differential was bad. For, it's insane. For a 13-win team, it was, it was bad. Lions had a better uh, point differential. And the reason I kind of bring them both together with Zadarius Smith and the odds for, to win the division is because the Minnesota Vikings, if you think that they are going to be able to duplicate that, go 11-0 in one-score games, that is something that, if I were a betting man, no team in NFL history will ever do again. And all of that happened. All that you know, poor defensive play and everything with Zadarius Smith on the team balling out, with Eric Kendricks on the team playing well, who was also released, with Patrick Peterson, who is also a free agent, on the team. So I think that kind of opens up the opportunity for the Lions. One of the reasons that to open up the opportunity for the Lions to be the favorites, because the Vikings, we all know that they were a bit fraudulent. Mm -hmm. We all know that their defense, it might not necessarily regress, but you're lo but you're losing two of your probably losing two of your better players. And with the Zadarius Smith situation, it almost sounds like he doesn't want to be there. But the Vikings are kind of like, hey, you're one of our best players. You, we, we just signed you. We got to keep you. And that's, and that's kind of the thing. There's some dysfunction going on in Minnesota. And honestly, with the way that the Lions ended the season and sort of they, they seem to have the opposite of dysfunction. They're very functional. They seem like a well-run organization now. It's, it's setting up a window for the Lions to absolutely be the favorites. I mean, there's other factors they also have the Packers up there which depending on the Aaron Rodgers situation doesn't look like he's going to come back if Jordan Love is the quarterback it might create a little bit less headaches they still have some pieces with like Aaron Jones um some defensive pieces like Jair Alexander and Kenny Clark um Devondre Campbell Christian Watson as a wide receiver Romeo Dobbs they still got some talent and if JB JB said that that Justin Fields was the third best quarterback in the NFC. Well, well, I think he's high, maybe higher on the Bears' chances than, well, than some. Speaking of that, JB, and I want your thoughts on this comment too. Herb Nash says, Bears worry me the most. Start spending their money. They be, they could become dangerous. It's the unknown, but they still have fields at quarterback. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's that real unknown because I know they have a lot of money and they have a lot of draft picks right now, so it's just what are they going to do with all of them? How are they going to put them all together to make this team better than it was mm -hmm. previous years and years before. I think you keep Justin Fields, obviously get a backup that you can count on when needed to. But as for the draft, you have to really do a deep dive of what players are really going to make sense and really going to gel together for this team. So I might be a little high on the Bears, but I see a lot of promise and a lot of upside on them and what they can do. 
And, and listen, the most dangerous thing in the NFL is having flexibility, having money, draft capital. I mean, Absolutely. you could turn things around quickly. If Ryan Poles is who the Bears, who Bears fans think he is, you should be okay. Uh, and one thing I saw, too, the reason why I also brought this up is not only do I believe the Lions should be favorites, and we all mutually agree there, uh, you, did you see the video yesterday? And I don't know if it was filmed yesterday, but Jared Goff throwing to Amon Ross St. Brown oh, yeah. out in California. Yeah. Those guys working already in the offseason. Like, that's what excites me is how much work these guys are putting in, even in the offseason. They, they want to be great, but on top of that, they understand what's at stake here in the NFC North. If you start seeing guys like Zedarius Smith get released, which I don't think he will. I, I feel like Brian Flores would, would probably prefer him to stay if he's going to try and fix that defense. But if he leaves... The, it's going to be the Lions' division to lose. I don't understand, quite frankly, how Jordan Love and the Packers, assuming he's the quarterback. I don't think this is with Aaron. They're they're the second. They're tied with the Vikings to win that division, even with Jordan Love. We don't know who, who he is. We don't know what Jordan Love can do yet. Uh, so again, that's a little more faith, I believe, than um, expecting you know expecting him to do anything. But maybe they are thinking Aaron Rodgers will be back. I mean, may, but may, with Jordan Love, maybe. he shouldn't be tied with the Vikings. There's no way. Not really an athlete. No, no way in hell. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. So the Vikings, if they do end up losing Zadarius Smith, you're talking about when it comes to Lions opponents in the division, you're talking about possibly losing the best pass rusher that they're going to have to face in the division on any team. And that will hurt no matter what because, like I said, he played well. He did his job. The Vikings defense was still bad. But when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, well, another person that – I didn't mention is Rashawn Gary. He's he was injured the last part of last season. He's another one of those Michigan man. Michigan man, and he's actually been better in the pros. He's one of the better defen defensive players in the yep. NFC North as well. I mean, it's great to see that the Lions are the betting favorite. The Packers, though, I think it has to do more with Aaron Jones is coming back. He came back on a team friendly deal, and he might be the most valuable player on the offense as of right now. And they have good defensive pieces we don't really know if Jordan Love can play or not he's obviously sat on the bench for a long long time has had plenty of time to learn but also no real in-game experience that we can look at as tangible and the times that you did see him you're kind of like ooh, I don't I, I they might have made a mistake but you, you you never know he needs consistent reps not Aaron, really an athlete <laughs> hey from what we've seen so far we don't know and Aaron Rodgers I mean with all the rumors I don't necessarily count on him being back but yeah with all the dysfunction go, going on it is the Lions' division to lose. It has to be, especially with the way they finished their season. They finished the season on an, on an eight and two run, and in divisional play, five and one. That's what I'm looking at, yes. Sam. Five and one in the division. And Eric says it makes a great point. And this is one thing I'm curious of as well. He says, "I hope the Lions don't fold because of the expectations in main media this year." This is the first time we're going to see Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, and this Lions team with real expectations and to see how they handle it. Jared Goff, this is not the first time he's had expectations. He played in L.A., played in a big market, played for a team that was competing for a Super Bowl every year. So those expectations he's pretty much used to. But I'm looking at the younger guys, Sam. I'm looking at not even just the younger guys, but the inexperienced coaches, right, with Ben, uh, Dan, I mean, so on and so forth. A.G., what he does this year with new players, especially the guys you're going to be able to add in the offseason. I have a lot of confidence in who they have on the coaching staff. But at the end of the day, expectations are ex expectations. Like last year, we talked, okay, they should win between seven and nine games. And for a while, it didn't look like they were going to hit any of those that, that mark at all at one and six, but they turned it around. But when you're one and six, Sam, there's no pressure. No pressure. Like your season's over. So they're, they're playing with house money, and they even got all the way to the end and had a chance to, to make it into the playoffs if it wasn't for what Seattle did. So this year is going to be a big one, Sam Flannel, because – 
you got real expectations. Like, not only do you have higher, uh, you know, a higher expected win total, but you have real division odds going in your favor to win the NFC North. I'm curious to see how Dan gets these guys ready because it looked like after that Packers game, they could have went out and played right away. They were ready to play, but this is a new season. And like Uncle T always says, wins in momentum don't translate from season to season, which nope. is true, but the culture does, and, and, and the work those guys put in does. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle those expectations, Sam. I hope that Lions fans, Lions players, and the Lions coaching staff, front office, all of that, can learn to embrace these expectations because you can't be underdogs forever. This is kind of the blessing, mostly the blessing, but also the blessing and the curse of being ahead of schedule on this rebuild. Nobody in a million years, I don't care how optimistic you are, saw the Lions after starting 1-6 and six going on a stretch to end the year 8-2. and two. That was unbelievable. It was one of the most unbelievable turnarounds. We're talking going from tanking to playoff contenders, and now we're talking about division title contenders and maybe even winning a playoff game or two. I've even said that if you win the, your division, your, your expectation going into the playoffs should be Super Bowl. I'm not saying Super Bowl or bust, but you can make the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl if you're a division winner. You can't, you shouldn't treat it like you can't, like this is your stepping stone year. And that's the thing. At some point, you got to learn how to play with expectations. I'm not super worried about them per se, but at the same time, you're right. That whole run, that entire run, even after they had gotten better, after they went on that first three-game winning streak, lost to the Buffalo Bills, and then got to 500, it was still an element of house money. Because yeah. what they would have had to have done at the end of the year to make the playoffs was pretty much play perfect, played an expectation that was almost impossible. But they damn near almost did it. That's the crazy thing. And, and this year, you got it. Expectations. Embrace them. Don't, don't, don't be scared. You're, you're, you are set up perfectly to win the division next year. Embrace it. And I think that they will. And it's, I love this comment, too, by John. Uh, he says, the Lions have some super tough road games this year. <clears throat> Excuse me. Dallas, Kansas City, Baltimore, L.A. Chargers, New Orleans. They're definitely going to be tested a lot more this year than they were last year. And that's what's always funny to me when the schedule comes out. We, we went through this last year where you see the teams you're playing, and initially you're like, well, we could beat this team, we could beat this team, we could beat this team. But most of the teams from year to year are very different. Like you, uh, Braylon talked about this yesterday on Armani and Edwards with Maz, and he made it's it's funny getting a player's point of view because he talked about it the Browns and what they were doing and the Browns made all these moves and through the draft and, and free agency I think he, he said they won uh, nine or ten games and then the following year they just completely laid an egg and they were all excited for the next year and what they could do so I'm not saying it's going to happen but every year isn't promised but the good thing the Lions have is a lot of young players that don't really know any better and I think that's really better to their credit. They, they don't know any better. They're just like, all right, let's go out and play. And like I said, what they did against the Packers the last game of the season, that means everything. Uh, Bringing Funny says culture is exactly it. That's the thing that transfers. Great take, little homie. Appreciate you, Funny. And at the same time, that is what's important is the foundation in the the you know uh, pathway to success that Dan has laid out for these players. It finally clicked at some point, and these guys started listening more, especially Aaron Glenn defensively. You saw that defensive front, what they did this year, all the rookies, 
AG, you could talk about how bad statistically the defense was for the entire year, but you definitely saw improvement down the stretch, Sam Flannel. It's hard not to be as optimistic about next year. Well, AG was one of those guys during the first seven games of the season where the defense looked historically bad. I had my battles with Easy from the Woodward Heavyweights when I would join the show as a guest, where he was still on the Defend the Glen camp, and I was kind of like, man, we gotta, we gotta seriously think about getting rid of this dude if they don't improve. But guess what? In the last 10 games of the season, the defense allowed basically 20 points per game, which is more than good enough to win, especially when they have an offense of the caliber that the Lions did last year. And in six of those games, the Detroit Lions defense allowed less than 20 points. And when you allow less than 20 points in the NFL, you should win about 90 to 95% of those games. So that's kind of the defensive improvement was basically, to me, what correlated with the wins. Because the offense, besides a couple eggs that they laid against New England and, um, what was the other one? Dallas. Mm -hmm. They were pretty much consistent all year, but it was the defense that had to come along. And the way that those young rookies basically grew up and flourished under Aaron Glenn after getting off to a bit of a slow start. I mean, it's hard to remember now, but Aiden Hutchinson got off to a slow start. Kirby Joseph got off to a slow start. James Houston wasn't even playing. The mm -hmm. only one that was kind of consistent from the beginning was Malcolm Rodriguez, but he was just kind of steady Eddie all year. The way that some of those rookies improved was incredible, and the way that the defense went from being historically bad to actually at the end of the year good, which when you average it all out, it's still a pretty bad defense. But I look at the end of the season and how they played defensively as more of who they actually are. Maybe right. they're not going to be that good for a whole season, but rookie growing pains that can be explained away. That can be used as not an excuse, but a reason. Yep. Like, these rookies like Aiden Hutchinson were expected to come in and basically lead the defense right away. That is a big ask, even if you are the number two overall pick. But towards the end of the season, all of them, the whole defense as a whole, delivered. It was wonderful to see, and that is one of the reasons why the Lions should absolutely expect to win this 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 division next year. It's theirs. You saw you saw how Aiden played at the end of the season with Kirby, with James Houston, with Josh Pascal, with Malcolm Rodriguez. Everybody was hitting their strides. And, and talking about improvement, Sam, how can I improve my hair care? Absolutely. Well, I always improve my hair care whenever it gets a little bit messed up, which it does from time to time. But right now it looks great, and that is because I get my hair cut at Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. I go to one of their wonderful stylists. Every single one of them does a great job. That's why I just go in and I'm just like, hey, I don't care who it is. I know they will do a good job. Walk in anytime, open seven days a week. It's wicked awesome. The sports marketing agency would not be who we are without great community partners like Higuera Health and Carol Zaniga. It's an awesome opportunity to partner with your organization. Higuera Health is a, a comprehensive behavioral health organization. We serve children through older adults with mental health, substance use, and uh, developmental disabilities across Western Wayne counties and really excited to now be in Downriver communities as well. Give us a call at 734-458-4601. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We don't like to brag that we are the toughest sports network in Detroit. But we do have a guy named Darren McCarty on our side. Lemieux and McCarty. We've had a good knockdown drag up. There they go. Right on the whistle. Oh, baby. Talking to one another. Woodward Sports. We're back and cooking. Morning Woodward Show here on WoodwardSports.com. Live scores, articles, merchandise, we have it all. Check out the website. If you can't catch us live, you can always go back and catch us on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify. Go check us out, Morning Woodward Show. Give us give us a review. Tell, tell us how much you love us. Please do that. Uh, but Sam... I couldn't wait to get this topic. And again, people are probably so sick of talking about this topic, but I, I'm not, quite frankly. I, I I can never have enough quarterback talk because, and again, it has nothing to do with Jared Goff. If you are a fan of the show, you know how me and anybody that sits on the show feels about Jared Goff. It's mostly positive. It's, it's mostly positive. But there's also a splash of reality in there, Sam, acknowledging what he's going to ask for. And again, I don't know Jared Goff personally. I mean, you could say, well, Jeff, he might take a discount. I don't know that. I, I, so I'm going off the assumption he's going to get what he thinks he earned and, and deserves. And that's probably going to be more than Geno Smith, Derek Carr, and Daniel Jones. So preparing for that, I have a question. And how you answer this question, I guess, f- lets me know how you feel about the quarterback position. If the Lions are going to pursue a backup, which Brad and Dan have hinted at through the combine, would you rather them pursue it in free agency or through the draft? And if you answer draft, you can put it in two ways. Would you rather them take a flyer on a quarterback, a Clayton Two and a Stenson Bennett, or would you rather them draft a quarterback at six if he's there? There's three ways to answer this question, Sam, but when you read it, where did your mind go? Well, first off, if they take Stetson Bennett, I will probably vomit on draft day because I've already talked enough crap about that guy. I, I think he's not an NFL quarterback. <laughs> Freaking hate Stetson Bennett. But anywho, let me let me get Stetson? Stetson I, Stetson Bennett blows. <laughs> it must be nice to play on those great Georgia teams and those historic defenses and get to fancy yourself a two-time national championship quarterback. But you know what? He got he- Technically, he did throw less pick sixes in the playoffs than J.J. McCarthy. That's true. Statistically. Hey, and J.J. McCarthy's pick six, I gave, I, I criticized him for that. You did. You went off that day. Well, but go I, on. How would, you, how would you approach this if you're Brad? I would, here's how I would approach this. First off, I'm not in the business of paying a backup like Jacoby Brissett or Teddy Bridgewater or something like that, taking up any real significant part of the cap space on a backup quarterback. But If we go into the draft, I think there are two ways in which it can be played. First off, if Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are off the board at number six, but C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, one of the two is, I'm absolutely taking one of them, whichever one is available. And not even necessarily to be a backup, as a plan for the future, because... Jeff, I absolutely love the way that you put the way that I think we both feel about the Jared Goff situation. I love what he did last year. Absolutely. He had one of the best seasons of his career. He had one of the best seasons of any quarterback in the NFC, a worthy pro bowler, one of 
the largest contributing factors of why this team was successful. And I give him all of the flowers in the world for that. But looking, for, looking, looking forward, we see the contract that Daniel freaking Jones, Mr. 15 touchdown passes himself last year, got. And Jared Goff, I think we all fancy him a good guy, likes being in Detroit, but he doesn't have to take a discount. I mean, he could, that would be nice, but he doesn't have to because he is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. He deserves, or at least he feels, he should feel like he deserves to have a bigger contract than Daniel Jones. For the next couple years, Jared Goff, great. He's under contract. I think the Lions Super Bowl window is open for two years. But when you're talking about a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, you're talking about keeping the window going with quarterbacks under rookie deals. And if we're talking about taking a flyer in the later rounds, if, they, if the Lions decided to take, say, Dorian Thompson-Robinson or Clayton Toon, I wouldn't hate it. I know if we took Clayton Toon, Lucas in, in the back would just be... <laughs> he wouldn't be able to stand up, I'll just say that. Yeah, he'll buy a Toon jersey for <laughs> he, sure. He, he absolutely will. But, that, but I wouldn't mind that necessarily. But I'm not, I'm not using any of my cap space on like a Jacoby Brissett or Teddy Bridgewater. But also... I'm open to the idea of even drafting a quarterback at six if it's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud because I think those are the two best quarterbacks in the draft by far. And I think they're relatively NFL ready and they would be going to a good situation. I hate, absolutely hate, the idea of going out in free agency and spending, I don't want to say significant money because it's, it's not significant when you look at a big picture, but spending money on even a Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett, any of these guys, uh, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. It's kind of like when the Lions signed Chase Daniel and they signed him to an, a, a contract that didn't really make too much sense and he never really played. I, I hate the idea. If you're going to get a quarterback, to me it's through the draft. Now, there's two ways to look at it. If you want them to take one uh, late in the draft, I can get behind it. it. Again, depends on who's there at six. I think that's the big thing because, again, we've talked about this a lot. What's the scenario where you're at six and you know a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud falls to you? Well, it's a no-brainer. You take either of them, to me. But let's say you, you don't want one of those guys and you trade back, you get more assets, and maybe you take a Hendon Hooker in the third round or you take you know a Clayton Toon late in the draft. I think that's okay. But, again, if you're going to take a quarterback, to me, you take them at six. Uh, that's logically – I mean, you look at the better quarterbacks in the league – Typically, most of them are top 10 picks. You get your Lamars, you get your Jalen Hurts, but the the hitting on a quarterback, typically it's in the top 10 or just outside the top 10. You got Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, but still, that's where you get your guy. It just depends on who's there, quite frankly. I, I wouldn't say Lions should trade up and get anybody. You stay there at six. If you want to trade back, that's fine. But if you have C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young there and you, you're trying to convince me to trade back, Sam, I'm not doing it. Uh, I think you got to pull that trigger because, again, if you're going to pay a backup, I'd rather get a rookie on a rookie contract, somebody that you can groom to potentially be better than Goff and pay him a fraction of the price. You know what? I agree with you that if C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young is available that I would take them. But what if... And you mentioned something. Jeff Ifredi, you know why I like doing shows like this sometimes because you mentioned something and on the fly it just clicks. You mentioned that if... The Lions have, there's a quarterback available like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, who I'm not touching with a 10-foot pole, but mm -hmm. somebody is, is, is going to want to move up. <laughs> Absolutely. And you trade back, and you get more assets in maybe the second or third round or, or whatever it would take to trade back that pick, maybe and get another first-round pick. I wouldn't necessarily mind using one of the picks that you get from trading back on a Hendon Hooker, because Hendon Hooker, 
What I like about him is he was highly productive in college in the SEC. He has a rocket arm. I think he's a relatively NFL-ready quarterback, but his concerns are his age and the fact that he's coming off of a torn ACL. But he's also not really a running quarterback. He's more of a pocket passer. In his last two seasons at Tennessee, 58 touchdowns, five interceptions combined. So if that was the guy that the Lions drafted with more draft picks than their already stacked draft with picks, I would be okay with that. And really quick, just to kind of, you know how I mentioned Clayton Toon or Dorian Thompson-Robinson in the later rounds? Yep. I'm going to sort of devil's advocate my own take that I just make because, you know, it's draft talk. There's all kinds of scenarios that could, that could be played out. If we're, talking about, if we're talking about Brad Holmes taking a quarterback with their sixth round pick, think about this. Last year, who did the Lions get with their sixth round picks? James Houston, Malcolm Rodriguez. Guys who contributed right away helped their defense and supplemented it right away. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about Clayton Toon or Dorian Thompson-Robinson or whoever, quarterback X, you're basically talking about a wasted pick at least for a year. And for most GMs and most teams, six-round picks, I wouldn't say they're wasted picks, but the odds of them contributing in year one are very, very low. But hey, Brad Holmes has plucked some gems in the later rounds. Malcolm Rodriguez, James Houston, the previous year, Amon Ross St. Brown in the fourth round. So it's it's, it's a complicated situation. My My personal favorite out of all of these is if you get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud and there's no Jalen Carter or Will Anderson available, take them take them and set yourself up for your future with a quarterback who's good yeah that deserves a ding because you're absolutely correct for me that's the reason why i'm so adamant on taking a quarterback at six if you like them not taking now not taking any quarterback because you mentioned will levis and anthony richardson i think i'm more sold on will levis than i am anthony richardson i i get all the you know everyone's enamored by his talent and what he could do i want guys that i have more faith that can actually pan out and, and be successful i would lean cj and bryce but if you're Brad and you know you can find starters late in the draft defensively, what takes you away from not t- from from taking a quarterback at six? Now you might argue, well, Jeff, you found Panay, you found Aiden in the top ten. True, but you also found Amon Ra, James Houston, Malcolm Rodriguez, Kirby Joseph, like Ali McNeil. You found these guys later in the draft. Now are they the caliber of player that those guys are? No. But if you can get your franchise quarterback, it's the most important position in football. And if you get him on a rookie deal, and he's pretty good, you get him. To, you get to sit behind Jared Goff. And then if Jared Goff wants all this money, we're expecting him to ask for. You have the leverage. You can say, well, we don't. Want, we don't have to pay you because we got C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young sitting there waiting to play. So, I, I would like the Lions to be prepared again. If you're, if if Brad Holmes is trying to think of next year. He also has to be thinking of the next five years, and and that's so important. Not just building for next year, drafting the best defensive players, but not ending up like the Jets or New Orleans where you're sitting there trying to scramble and grab free agent quarterbacks to to compete. I'd rather you draft your guy, and maybe you can end up like some of the better quarterbacks in the league. I mean, look at the top quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. All these guys were drafted. Yeah, they were. Like, they didn't leave. Usually, (laughs) if, if you're leaving your former team, it's uh, it's a dried up product for the most part. Not always. I mean, Russell Wilson, perfect example. So uh, that's just the way I think they should go, Sam. Well, and that's that's the thing with Jared Goff because a lot of people, including the man who sits at your seat from eleven to one, will say rightfully that right now Jared Goff is a discount to market, and he's correct. He is but for the two, next two years. In, in two years, he will not be. He is only under this team friendly contract for two years, and a lot of people tell me. 
And even you kind of, I wouldn't say scoffed at it, but were a little bit less convinced than I am that the Lions Super Bowl window is the next two years. If you're telling me that, oh no, Sam, you're crazy. They're not going to win a Super Bowl within the next two years. Then why wouldn't you set up potentially for your future? And like at quarterback, and I'm not necessarily, and like, like Jeff I. Freddy is saying, I'm not saying Anthony Richardson yeah. or Will Levis. I'm not saying that right. at all. I'm not saying just like get a project quarterback. I'm talking about if a good quarterback is available at a steal, in which I think C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young would be at six, I would do it. If the, if the Lions decide to trade back and one of their ex, and one of the Lions' extra picks is Hendon Hooker, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I wouldn't necessarily take Hendon Hooker with one of the two first round pick. I mean, second round picks. I wouldn't necessarily do that if they stand pat. Mm-hmm. But if they trade back and they have another pick available, Hendon Hooker, like Jared Goff. I wouldn't begrudge him at all if after these next two years or if they're talking about an extension, he wants $45 million a year, $50 million a year. Because he, he deserves it. Yeah. He deserves to make more than Daniel Jones. In this market, he does. He does. And again, guys, like we're not saying you draft quarter. it's quarterback or bust because if Jalen Carter or Will Anderson is there, you're taking them. Taking them over anybody. Yes. Yeah, so so we agree there, but me and, me and Sam are discussing the, the idea that they're not there. And you're, what are you going to just take a corner because I have to take a corner? No, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'll wait and take a corner in the second round. I'll take Emmanuel Forbes, or I'll take. And there's tons of corners that are going to be available, or you take one at 18, possibly if they fall there. So, uh, it's an interesting conversation. They're going to have to find a way to do it. Free agency starts soon because, it, and it'll clear a lot of things up. Because if they don't go and pursue a quarterback at free agency, it's got to let you know they're either looking at six or they're looking, you know, somewhere later in the draft. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we get back, we're going to get into. A very controversial topic, especially here in Detroit, that I saw floating around Twitter. And I can't wait to just go on a rant here, Sam, because I'm sick of this talk. And you're going to want to find out. I already know what it is. I'm excited, Jeff. Let's go. When we go to break, uh, we'll be right back. But I got to tell you about our friends over at Custom Health, it looks like. That with Gary? Be, yes, that is me. Wow, look yes. at Gary. He looks good. Gary looks amazing. I mean, shoot, if you need to lose 62 pounds, like, Gary, you should go to Custom Health because you can get your customized approach to weight loss. Think of all the ways that weight affects your health mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Custom Health Centers must have had over 20,000 success stories. It has been their honor to help many professional athletes lose weight and improve their health. People like Detroit Lion Eddie Murray and Detroit Piston Rick Mahorn. Start losing weight today. Call Dr. Jason and Custom Health at 844 8-9-8-4-4-6. That's 844-789-THIN. It's a great day to get some Centron in your life. Ah, okay, okay, okay. There it is, there it is. Centron, here we go. Gotta grab the cranberry. Oh wait, it's two for four. Gotta double up with the classic as well. Centron World, baby. Centron, available at select Kroger's, and if you want to know how, go to at CentronWorld.com. You get dope like me. You know what? Why wait? Great taste, guaranteed. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't have to go to the beach, man. You don't have to get your butt crack full of sand. You just need the little chili peppers, man, to get that glowing beach chili peppers tan. With 26 locations in the Metro Detroit area and more coming, Chili Peppers Tanning is where you'll find the cleanest salons in the D. Join the Pepper Club for the best deals on unlimited tanning. Head to ChiliPeppersTanning.com. You just need a little Chili Peppers, man. Woodward Avenue, the first paved road in America. Woodward Sports, the first sports network born in Detroit and made for Detroit. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like Braylon would say, why wait? Drink Cintron because it is the official energy drink of the Detroit Red Wings. Right now, they have an exclusive offer for Woolworth Sports fans in their limited edition Red Wings six-pack. Only $15 plus shipping. Head to drinkcentron.com slash Woodward and try it today. All del- all three delicious Cintron flavors in one. Classic, classic sugar-free and cranberry. That's drinkcentron.com slash Woodward. We're back. Coming up through the first hour morning Woodward show here on WoodwardSports.com. Jeff Ifredi alongside me, Sam Flannel in the booth. JB and RTD as always, Alex Westfall. If you're watching on WoodwardSports.com, don't forget the merchandise the articles, everything, and so on and so forth. If you can't catch us live, Morning Woodward Show on all podcast platforms, go check that out, drop a review, show some love to the show. Speaking of showing some love, this is a player I want to discuss that I have a lot of love for, Sam. I do. I have a ton of love and respect for. 
And you saw the report yesterday. The Los Angeles Rams are looking to move Matthew Stafford. And that report was quickly, I guess, corrected by the Rams because they said, you know, he's our quarterback of the future. But there's also conflicting reports that he'd be okay being traded. Like, there, it's a weird situation for Matthew, but this tells me the Rams, if they do trade Matthew, which I don't know if they will, they're heading towards a rebuild. And oh, Sean yeah. McVay said he will come back this year to coach the Rams. I don't see a scenario in which they trade Matthew. But the fact that I even saw... Put the camera on me, Alex. The fact that I even saw yesterday, there was legitimate conversation about bringing Matthew Stafford back to Detroit. How dare you? How dare you even mention the idea of that? And it has nothing to do with Stafford. Love and appreciate what Stafford did to Detroit. But if you actually think that Stafford should come back to Detroit, you're a dumbass. And it's not happening. So, so I had to address it. There's no way in hell, even if he was traded or released or whatever, if he was available, the Lions have should should have zero interest in that Sam Flannel. I mean, I can say what I want about Jared Goff. There's no way in hell I'm bringing Matthew Stafford back to Detroit. That that chapter has closed. It has closed. It seems like he's also on the downswing of his career, too. I mean, obviously, after having that great season where he helped lead the Rams to a Super Bowl in his first year with them, with a loaded roster, by the way, I mean, last season was injury-plagued, and he had 10 touchdowns, 8 picks. And especially looking forward, he has a pretty expensive contract. We're talking about $50 million cap hits within the next few years, and that's that's not something that the Detroit would want to take on. I don't know how much they would have to pay of that if they did trade for Stafford, but why in a million years would you do that? And here's here's the problem, Jeff, and I think that we've all ran into this with Matthew Stafford. This idea that Matthew Stafford was this superstar quarterback and the only thing that prevented him from winning big with the Lions was organization, yeah, that's partially true, but Stafford has to lay some of the blame for that, and I think that a lot of people are kind of looking at him, Lions fans, through rose-colored glasses. Did you know that with the Detroit Lions, his record against teams that ended the season with a winning record, 8-68, was that all his fault? Absolutely not, but that is a terrible, I mean, that's, that's, ghastly bad. It doesn't look good, Sam, because he, he's playing the most important position in football, yes. and that's your record. Uh, so, again, even the P.I. against the Dallas Cowboys, you still got the ball back. You yeah. still got the ball back. The game didn't end immediately after that P.I. call. And so, that, again, it, I'm not going to sit here. This isn't a bash Stafford segment, but it's it's more of a, a reality check yeah. for Lions fans. There's no way this is happening. And quite frankly, I don't see a scenario in which the Rams trade them because what is their plan? <laughs> I mean, I Unless just, they want to tank and take a quarterback next year, then why the hell did Sean McVay come back? He ain't coaching a team that wins two games. No, I mean, honestly, Sean McVay should have probably retired. Should have. Given, yeah. what, given what's, what's going to happen now. Because to the Rams' credit, they kind of did the whole F them picks, and now the bill is going to come due. But to the Rams' credit, they did cash one in with, with Matthew Stafford. And they're, they'll forever have that Super Bowl. I think Sean McVay has cemented himself firmly as a Hall of Fame coach, one of the more brilliant offensive minds of this generation. And Matthew Stafford's, him winning a Super Bowl with the Rams kind of gives a lot of credence to the whole, just get him with a good organization and a good team around him. What like the, If the Lions would have done that, maybe you could have done that with him. But like I said, the Lions... This idea that Matthew Stafford was just this superstar that the Lions failed, it's only partially true. I mean, we talk about that playoff game. I know we're not using this to bash Stafford, but in the last three quarters of that Dallas game, he led the offense to six points. Mm -hmm. In that playoff game against at Seattle, he led the team as a whole to six points. That one at New Orleans, that wasn't his fault. The offense played well. The defense just gave up over 40. But I, I just, why? And also Matthew Stafford, and this is another thing where it's not his fault. 
but he is kind of a symbol of the same old lions of the past. And it wasn't his fault entirely because he was a damn good quarterback, arguably the best, probably the best in franchise history. But the fact that Matthew Stafford is your best quarterback in franchise history, that, sh that tells more about the franchise as a whole than about Matthew Stafford. He is a symbol. He is a, hey, that's, that's, those are JB's words, not mine. <laughs> but he is kind of a symbol of the same old Lions of the past. And what they're looking towards now, it finally looks like their organization is well run. Brad Holmes already has shown, and this is Terry Foster's words, not mine, a long-suffering Lions fan and member of Detroit media. Yes. He says that Brad Holmes is the best GM in Lions history. Dan Campbell looks like he can coach. After having a lot of questions about him, it, I think he answered a lot of them with the way that they finished the season. you got a lot of young talent through the drafts. You've got an offensive and defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator that is, that is definitely a young star, one of the better coordinators in the league, and Aaron Glenn, who has showed improvement. Why would you want to mess all of this up? I mean, it wouldn't necessarily mess all of it up, but trading for Matthew Stafford will be very, very off-brand for, for a Brad Holmes, and there's no reason for it, none. With, with all the news that the Rams are, are, are facing right now, with releasing Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey potentially being dealt, Aaron Donald deciding whether he should retire or not, he's expected to be back. If I'm Sean McVay, you should have left when you had the chance. He's too, he's too good of a coach to coach that disaster. Uh, go be in broadcasting. Go make a bag. Go get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to go talk about football, which he can do. Uh, super intelligent man. But, JB, send him through. Who do we got? All right, we got Dan from Cali. I'm sure he's enjoying the weather in Cali right now. Dan in Cali, man. What do you want to discuss? was never nothing good. <laughs> yeah, was, true that. Old, old uh, wanted to talk about the uh, the Jackson trade thing. Come on, guys. What what are we doing? Honestly. So, let, let, I, I want to break this down real quick, and then you tell me your answer. So, you can have Lamar Jackson and pay another $20 million. He's a, a good running back that throws the ball occasionally. Mm -hmm. His best season was 3,000 yards, which is about 800 yards less than golf averages. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not on the golf bandwagon either. I mean, I, I think he's decent, but he's not a your franchise guy. So if you want to break it down the next year, so we can have Lamar Jackson coming off a knee injury for another $20 million, or we could have Jared Goff uh, maybe take one of those number one picks that you would have given up for Jackson and turn that into Jalen Ramsey for one of those $10 million and maybe Bobby Wagner for the other $10 million. And, oh, by the way, you still have another first-round pick. So my choices are a quarterback with a bum knee to barely throw football, or I can have Jared Goff, Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner, and another first-round pick. You, you tell me. I'll wait. Yeah, Dan, honestly, the second option sounds a lot more intriguing. So you're, you're, you're spot on there. I think, Lamar, the problem with that is not only there's two first-round picks you're going to have, have to give up, the $50 million extension, and you brought up some great points. I mean, he's only had one 3,000-yard season. Uh, they played 12 games the last two seasons. You talk about him and his career as a winner in the regular season. That's all truth, but we haven't seen much postseason success. So to take a chance and pay him a fully guaranteed contract, to me, is idiotic, Dan. So I'm with you. I'd rather just keep Jared for the time being. Maybe you drafted his replacement but I'd rather go spend those assets and like you said go 
get a Jalen Ramsey, go get a Bobby Wagner. I think you're spot on. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and have another first-round pick. Absolutely. Translate. I mean, so I, I, I don't even understand what people are talking about. Yeah. You know. No, go on, Dan. It, 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 no sense. But anyway, hey, guys, thank you. Uh, thank you for what you do. This, this is my uh, morning commute, and uh, I listen to you guys every day on the way home and the way in. So. Oh. Thanks, thanks for helping me get this uh, the drive over. Well, thank you, thank you for supporting the show, and, and you're welcome to call back anytime, Dan. Have a good one. All right, guys. Take care. Happy Friday. Yep, yep. Happy Friday. So the point Dan was making, too, just about – because this quarterback conversation, it's not just Matthew Stafford. It all kind of ties together with what we're discussing. Jared Goff, I think we can both agree, we're not going to replace him for just anybody. No. Uh, no one's saying that. I think Jared Goff, you, you know what Jared can do. You know what he did last season. You know what he's capable of. And even through the lows of his career, we still know what he can do when you build the t- a, a, a correct team around him. You give him a run game. You give him weapons. You give him protection. You give him good coaching. And he can come out and have that confidence he had early in his career – you saw it last year, Sam. Had one of his most productive seasons. And you're bringing back his offensive coordinator. Which is big. His favorite weapon in Amon Ross St. Brown. His offensive line. And hopefully Jamison Williams can kind of become unlocked this season in this in this offense. So Jared Goff, I think the odds of him regressing are extremely low. I don't necessarily think he's going to turn into an MVP yeah. next year, but he doesn't have to. He certainly has everything in place for him to have another Pro Bowl caliber season. And we're not yet. With just anybody willy-nilly, absolutely not. For the future, I don't know if Jared Goff is going to be the quarterback when you win a Super Bowl. I don't know that yet. I'm not necessarily ruling it out completely, but I don't know. But we're not talking about that as of yet. We're talking about if the Lions want to replace him, if they want to do anything at the quarterback position, the Lions have no reason why they should be desperate, why they should do anything stupid like Matthew Stafford or give up two first-round picks for, for a Lamar Jackson. Jared Goff is fine for now. There are smart ways in which you could kind of give contingency plans or even just play it right now. He's on a team-friendly contract. He's playing damn good football. Yeah, he is. They're going to they're going to the odds are they're going to win and be in the playoffs the next couple of years. I know knock on wood obviously, but that's what the odds makers say. That's not what I'm saying. No, and again, for, for the conversation, I, I love this comment. MM says, WoolworthSports.com. I, lo- I like golf and don't want to draft a quarterback, but just to dismiss the chance of taking Strouder Young is just stupid. It really does make sense to take a quarterback this year. MM, you couldn't have said it any better. I'll tell you what, we'll go to break. When we get back, we're going to take some of these phone calls. But before we do that, i got to tell you about our friends over at Ulta because at Ulta, uptime matters. Ulta equipment has everything you need to get the job done. If you have a big project coming up, Ulta has you covered. Call them today, 844-GO-TO-ULTA. Alta. That's eight four four. Go to Alta today. Saturdays at one p.m. Make sure you're watching WoodwardSports.com for our new show. Chomping puck. He shoots. He scores. With four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty and Michael Gentry, Chomping Puck is taking the Detroit hockey community and giving them a voice. Pros to Joes, you'll get the best Detroit hockey coverage around. Jumping Puck, Saturdays 1 p.m. on WoodwardSports.com. Introducing the Planet Fitness Guide to getting that post-workout glow. Step one, what's your why? More epic energy, better sleep, blow off steam? Step two. Join Planet Fitness for just $10 a month and get moving in our clean and spacious clubs. Step three, bask in that post-workout glow. Join Planet Fitness today for just $10 a month. Join today at any of the 50 plus Detroit area locations.
seen and heard. Tweet us, hop on the YouTube chat, slide in the DMS at Woodward Sports on all social media. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a new year, so let Guardian Alarm offer you customized solutions from real experts. Their professional technicians take the time to recommend security and automation solutions specific to your needs. 24-7 professional monitoring. You can call them anytime, day or night. Know that a Guardian team member will stay on the phone with you for as long as you need. They also have technology backed by people as well. Your safety and security deserves technology that's not only been proven to work, but behind people that have been proven to care. Call 1-800-STAY-OUT today for more information. Thank you guys for sticking with us. We're rolling into the second hour here on the Morning Woodward Show, WoodwardSports.com. Merchandise, you got to check it out, by the way. Designing the designs for these t shirts and hoodies, man. I, I got a couple in my own wardrobe. Love it. Check that out. Articles. We have talented writers that produce those every day. And on top of that, you got live scores for all your sports needs. And you can get content from the Morning Woodward Show throughout the rest of the shows here on the network. And if you, if you can't watch us live, that's okay because you can still catch us on Spotify or iTunes. Morning Woodward Show. Go leave a review and help your boys out. But Sam Flannel. I have an interesting topic for today, and I want me, you, and JB to all chime in on this one because I call this cap casualties. Yeah. And this is the season. Guys are getting cut. Teams that can't afford certain players, they're hitting the free agency market for really essentially cheaper sometimes than often what they signed previously. I have some names here, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. And I'll start here because it's a position of need. It's somebody that I think the Lions might have interest in, depending on what they do, either in free agency or the draft, because they can address this position in either. But an option for him, especially with Vitae, not knowing what his future holds, you might he might be a, another cap casualty for the Lions and what he's making. And if they do cut Vitae and they free up some of that money, you got a guy from Seattle who was just cut yesterday, Gabe Jackson, right guard, Gabe played Jackson. played every snap at right guard this season for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, according to PFF, stats weren't the greatest. Uh, I mean, he was a 53.8 grade in his run blocking, 51.1 grade in his pass blocking. Uh, wasn't the you know the most uh, consistent offensive lineman or guard, but you got Hank Fraley. We know what he's done, and we know how he's developed talent. If you're Brad Holmes, Sam Flannel. Are you calling up Gabe Jackson and seeing what he offers? Are you picking up a guard for agency? <sighs> Gabe Jackson doesn't really move the needle for me. I'd say his last contract was about three years, $22.5 million. That's relatively team-friendly. He was obviously a starting guard on the Seattle Seahawks, but that doesn't say a whole lot. He was okay. He wasn't terrible or anything. I don't think I would go after Gabe Jackson. Obviously, the Lions are probably going to have to cut Vitae. Actually, that would be very, very smart of them to cut Vitae because of the cap space that he could free up if i'm going after a guard a guy that i i would look at is potentially a steve avila in the second round out of tcu in the draft i would say no to gabe jackson overall although unless he can be gotten for a very 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 cheap contract i would maybe make the phone call but maybe not too seriously that's not a top priority to me for the lions and free agency what about you jb what do you what are you thinking you're brad holmes you're getting a guard in free agency or the draft 
uh, I'm leaning more towards the draft. No, no disrespect to, to Gabe or anything like that, but still, I still think there's more valuable talent here in this draft, especially at a younger position as well, too, that you can just mold and develop into who you want for your offensive line here for the Lions. And honestly, I think that's the route that they want to go. They want to get younger. They want to have this young talent that they can mold a lot more. So give me someone in the draft, man. Yeah, no, I, and I would agree. I put a poll out, uh, WoodwardSports.com. If you're, if you're listening live or watching live, you can chime in. Gabe Jackson, you're signing him or you're passing and drafting a guard. Uh, right now, coming in already with nine votes, everybody's on the same page as us, essentially. You want to draft a guard. And, and I've seen more and more of those mock drafts where you see guards either, I've seen him as high as 18, Osiris Torrance mm-hmm. uh, out of Florida, blocking for Anthony Richardson. I don't think he gave up a sack this year, but it also helps that, you know, you have Anthony Richardson who didn't take a sack this year. Uh, so the Lions, if they go that route, I'm completely on board. The next player I'm going to bring up, Buffalo Bills. They're gonna have some. They might have some cap casualties as well, mm. and guys they can't bring back: Jordan Poirier, Tremont uh, Edmonds. We're gonna start with Edmonds because that's an elite linebacker. Not only just for what he does, very versatile, but he's elite in coverage, and he's somebody that you can move all around. Someone that Aaron Glenn would love to have, but again, he's gonna cost more money. So the Lions are gonna have to free some cap space up, whether that's releasing players, maneuvering the cap, turning guys' salaries into signing bonuses, figuring out a way to maneuver. If you have Tremaine Edmonds on the market, if you're Brad Holmes, how hard are you pursuing him? He's not my first choice out of linebackers in free agency, but you know what? He might be my second. It, Bobby Wagner's is my number one priority if I'm Brad Holmes, but, sh- but Tremaine Edmonds, he's a guy that you could get. His, his average market value, I looked it up on Spotrack, is $11 million a year, and maybe with a Tremaine Edmonds, you could maybe get him on a longer-term deal. I think he is a big-time upgrade over Alex Anzalone. He's a guy that basically has been a tackling machine, great in coverage, pretty much ever since he stepped into the NFL. He's been playing in the shadows of Matt Milano in Buffalo. But in Detroit, this could be his time to really become the star of this defense, become a veteran leader, become a guy who becomes one of the upper echelon Pro Bowl linebackers in the in the NFL. If the Lions got Tremaine Edmonds, if, if, if you're telling me that it would be guaranteed that the Detroit Lions could get Tremaine Edmonds for $11 million a year. Maybe if, if it's like a three-year deal, four-year deal for $11 million a year. I would take that in a heartbeat. I would rather have Wagner, but if I was if I was guaranteed to get Tremaine Edmonds, I would absolutely do it. No question. I think he should be a priority. And he, again, somebody that's not as old as Wagner, he will no. get better continuously. Yep. But he's going to want more money than Wagner, probably. I don't, I don't think it'll be a... A contract similar to what Wagner got, the five for fifty. Mm-hmm. I can see something where you know it's a little more annually than ten million. I think you'd want a little more than that. I mean, he's a productive player, but right now the people have spoken. Eighty percent in just fi- in a couple minutes, there's fifty votes. Eighty percent want hit to sign him. Twenty uh, percent say no. Lions fans are on board. JB, what say you? I gotta agree with Sam on this one. For the price, I like Bobby Wagner and the experience that he'll bring to the Lions. But if I'm being honest. I really want Tremaine Edmonds. Like, I, I don't care of the price. I really don't. 11 mil. This, think about it. This is the first time that the Lions could actually potentially spend a little bit more money. I know Brad Holmes came out and said, hey, we're not trying to do all that. But just, just think about it. Just think of the potential that you could have in the locker room right now with Tremaine Edmonds. He's 24. The only linebacker that you have right now is Alex Anzalone, and I don't think that's going to pan out anymore. Yeah, Tremaine Edmonds, we'll just safely say he's an upgrade over any linebacker you have Complete currently. upgrade. And on top of that, you're adding veterans to a team that is surrounding, you know, 
with young players. Like Tremaine is one of the players you look at. Playoff experience, played in Buffalo, very productive for his career as well. Somebody that I would love the Lions to pursue, and the chat also agrees already 77% of the votes are in favor to try and sign Tremaine Edmonds. But at the same time, if you're Tremaine, you're going to have a lot of suitors coming after you. So again, we'll see. But we like it so far. No to Gabe, yes to Tremaine. The next player I'm going to bring up, we don't know what the future of Sean Elliott holds. That's a big one. And Deshaun Elliott, to me, you saw the impact when he wasn't there. Carolina, he was out. Uh, and, you, and you saw what he did, especially in the run game, how important he was uh, playing alongside Kirby Joseph, not having Tracy Walker. Deshaun Elliott was solid for the Lions this year. If you can't resign Deshaun Elliott and Jordan Poyer sitting there, He's already pretty much made it vocal, uh, and you've seen reports that Jordan's probably more so interested in a contending team, but if you could pitch the idea to Jordan Poyer uh, to come in and be like, hey, we're going to win the NFC North, we can host a playoff game, come play for the Lions, is Jordan Poyer somebody you're, you're, you're looking to uh, inquire about if you're Brett Holmes? Oh, 100%. I'll tell you what, if, if Jordan Poyer plays as well as he did these last couple years and he comes to the on the Lions then you're going to get the contending team that, that you wish for, Jordan Poyer. And that's, that's, the, that's the great thing. Jordan Poyer in the last couple of seasons has become, I'd say, arguably a top five safety in all of the NFL. And his market value is $11 million a year. I understand that Kirby Joseph obviously broke out last season, was a turnover-causing machine, and I love what he did. Tracy Walker is a guy that... I think we would all be okay with as a starter if he comes back from an Achilles injury. But Jordan Poyer is a clear upgrade over a Tracy Walker. I'm not saying throw Tracy Walker aside. I'm just saying have a little depth at the position. Are we really counting on a guy like Ify Melifamu to, to go in and, and or Juju Hughes or somebody like that to play safety if Tracy Walker can't come back or if Kirby Joseph struggles or if anybody of them have injury? I'm not saying sign Jordan Poyer or it's the worst thing ever. What I'm saying is you absolutely 100% unequivocally make the call. And if you can get a deal with them, $11 million a year, I, I wouldn't be throwing a parade as much as if it were Trey Edmonds or Bobby Wagner, but I would be damn happy. Absolutely. I think yeah. he upgrades your defense instantly. Yeah, veteran, uh, somebody that has played at a high level, especially even at his age. And again, I, I still think Jordan's probably looking at contending teams, and I'm not trying to say the Lions aren't going to be a, a divisional winner, but I'm talking about those teams like the Eagles, Chiefs, like teams that you, you feel like are on the brink of winning a Super Bowl. I'm not going to confidently say the Lions are, could win a Super Bowl this year. Uh, Jordan Poyer, though, might be interested in coming to the culture, playing for Dan. Uh, Pistons fan says, Jordan Poyer going to the Houston Texans, book it. D'Amico Ryans, now that's an interesting situation for any free agent. But Jordan Poyer, I'm, I'm okay with it, depending on what happens with Deshaun Elliott. JB, what do you think? Jordan Poyer. Be honest, I'm going to pass on Jordan Poyer, just to be honest. If, if he fits better in Houston, all right, go right ahead. I don't have a ton of faith in Deshaun Elliott, but... In the draft, I can definitely see a couple people that they might want to look at. The, the guy from Alabama, Brian Branch, or uh, uh, Sidney Brown from Illinois. Those are two guys, names to keep an eye on as well. And I believe the Lions also met with a, a Jamie Robinson from Florida State, too. So yep. that is someone that they could be keeping their eye on potentially. So I think you know it could be the end of Deshaun Elliott in Detroit and uh, a new beginning for some of these rookies. 
I'll take uh, one of the Brown twins. I'll take Sidney Brown out of Illinois. <laughs> he, he's right. again. I would much rather them pursue a safety in the draft. I'm all with. I'm, I'm with you guys. But you got to at least get a safety somewhere. Mm-hmm. You have Tracy Walker coming back from an Achilles injury, and we know Tracy. If he can get to his original form, he's solid. I mean, he led the Lions in tackling a year prior. He's productive, but at the same time, to have him as you know someone you're depending on coming off an Achilles injury, it's just not not something you want to you want to have to go through. So I, I think they should address it in, in, in through the draft. Draft. Maybe they can find someone in the second, third, fourth round, whatever it is. They they obviously have interviewed some safeties already. I would pass and put that money elsewhere. But again, if, if you see a signing of Jordan Poyer, I'm not going to sit up here and complain about it. Uh, moving on, another player that actually was really productive at his previous team, signed somewhere in free agency and just it just didn't really work the same way as Shaquille Griffin. And you saw him in Seattle being productive. He played there with his twin brother or his brother. Not sure if they're exactly twins, but his brother. And then after that, he goes to Jacksonville, signs a a big deal, and now he's cut after two years in Jacksonville. Didn't have the same production. I don't think they utilized him. Playing in Seattle, too, as a corner, like you see what Tariq Woolen's doing, it kind of boosts your stats a little bit in in the type of scheme they play in. Shaquille Griffin, though, you need a corner, and he might not be that expensive. Are you interested in signing Shaquille Griffin from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I would have to pass on Shaquille Griffin. And, and like you said, Jeff, he was at one time a pro bowler. He was looking like one of the better up-and-coming corners in the league when he was on Seattle. He obviously it didn't work out in Jacksonville. He signed a deal that was an average annual value of $13.3 million. I'd like to think that he wouldn't go for that in this offseason, but if you're a team desperate for a corner, maybe Shaquille Griffin is the guy that, that you'd want. We talked the other day about James Bradbury. His average annual value is estimated at $15 million. I would much rather, if we're going to pursue a corner in free agency, go after a guy who's more proven, who's better, who's slightly more expensive than go after Shaquille Griffin. To me, with how it turned out for him in Jacksonville, which wasn't terrible, but certainly wasn't what he was in Seattle. I think that's too much of a risk. And especially coming up in the draft, if that's your kind of worst case scenario, there are a lot of good corners that you could get, whether it be at 18 or maybe even in in the second round. Shaquille Griffin, I would have to say, out of all of the players we've talked so far, maybe not as much as Gabe Jackson, but a complete and utter hard pass. Hell no. What about you, JB? Shaquille Griffin, corner. It's a position of need, but is it the player you need? That's the question. I don't think it's the player you need, to be honest with you. <laughs> and don't don't get me wrong. No disrespect to him and his brother, because I used to watch them in college a lot, and I you know admire everything they do. But I just don't see any production with him. And still going right back to the draft. There, this is a corner heavy draft right here. You could pluck and pick any of these guys out here, and honestly, they could probably improve your team a lot. Deontay Banks, uh, Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon, Joey Porter. It all just depends on where you land in the draft to pick up one of these guys. So get, give me a fresh rookie out of college, man. Yeah, and again, I, and for people that are saying, well, the Lions, they have $23 million in cap space, and there's no way they can sign these guys. If you're a good GM, you could create cap space. You could pursue these guys. So it, it's, again, can you sign everybody? Probably not. But if there's a way, it, there's some way to do these things. It, it's just how it works. It's why the Saints, they were in cap hell, and they go out and sign Derek Carr to a, a big, big-time contract. So things don't always make sense in the NFL, but I promise you, if Brad wanted to pursue these guys, he'll make it happen. The, the question, you might have to lose some players, though. That's the question. The last player I want to bring up, Somebody that I'm not even interested in, to be honest with you, but he is getting cut, and I'm, uh, this is another player that I think will go to a contender, but you don't know what's happening with DJ Chark. And quite frankly, I don't want to pay him 
what I think he'll ask for. Now, I, I don't, again, don't know what he's going to ask for, but he deserves it. He's, if you look at the free agency market for wide receivers, you could argue DJ Chark is the most interesting wide receiver there with maybe even the most potential. Uh, it's not a great wide receiver free agency class. So expecting you lose DJ Chark, if Adam Thielen's there for a cheap contract, would you be interested in bringing in Adam Thielen to the Detroit Lions? I would say no to Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is a guy who I think is on the downside of his career. If we're going to get any wide receiver in free agency, which for the record, I'm not really for, I would want a receiver who's a little bit taller and more of a deep threat, kind of like a bigger body wide receiver, not a possession guy like Adam Thielen. I think that Amon Ross St. Brown is there so the need for Adam Thielen isn't there I don't know what he would go for he doesn't have a market value right now on Spotrack his last contract he was an average annual value of 16 million he's obviously not going to get that no what I mean of all the needs that the Lions have in free agency in the draft Adam Thielen I'm not even gonna gonna lie Jeff that's one that shouldn't even Brad Holmes should look at it and just be like no, absolutely not. No Adam Thielen. Yeah, before like oh, if if the you know, no. if somebody comes up to Brad and says, "Hey Brad, you know, Adam Thielen," before he even finishes his sentence, he'll be like, "No, no. I'm good." Pass on him. Uh, I agree. I, I would not be interested in Adam Thielen. If if you're going to sign a wide receiver, I need a big time deep deep threat. Uh, somebody that you can trust. Like DJ Chark is honestly a perfect fit. I just the money wise, it yeah. just it doesn't make sense. Maybe they draft a wide receiver though. You never know. Uh, we're gonna go to break. When we get back, I want to discuss Michigan losing yesterday because Sam, I know you went through it mentally yesterday, and I want to check up on you. And it was tough because you talked about it. What you were gonna do if they lose? It is now today. I can't wait to get to it. Uh, but before we get to it, I got to tell you about our friends over at Chili Peppers Tanning because it's where you'll find all the cleanest salons in the D with spotless sanitized rooms and trained and certified tanning professionals. You can join the Pepper Club for all the best deals. They'll beat all competitors by $5. ChiliPeppersTanning.com. Hottest bulbs, hottest deals, darkest tans. Your vitamin D headquarters, 27 locations and more on the way. When it comes to making your haircut truly an experience, there's no better place than Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. Come to any one of our 26 Metro Detroit locations. For an award-winning haircut experience and qualify for a chance to win a down payment for your dream home up to $200,000. Our precision haircut and talented stylists will have you looking good, feeling good, and give you a chance to change your life forever. Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men, open seven days a week. Walk in anytime. It's wicked awesome. Since the dawn of moving people, Chevrolet has led the way. The world of transportation is changing. At Feldman Chevrolet, we are leading the charge forward. With every electric vehicle, every mile traveled, one Feldman at a time. The company that puts more Chevys on Michigan roads is now the number one name for Chevy electric vehicles. Sports Network in Detroit that starts with a W. You know, because we win. Woodward Sports, Detroit's winning sports network. Big Boy is back, and the Seafood Fest is back at Big Boy. Catch it while you can. Some favorites during Lent, like Shrimp Alfredo, Shrimp Stir Fry, and the new Fish Sandwich. Get to your local Big Boy today, and don't forget the all-you-can-eat Fish Fry Buffet on Friday nights at Big Boy. Thanks for sticking with us. Morning Woodward Show, woodwardsports.com. Sam Flannel, what happened yesterday? Because uh, 
if you had to sit through the game, and, and I, I watched the, the second half, and all I could think about watching that game was just what you were going through mentally. Well, that's got to be a tough one to digest. Well, it was made worse because our very own Spencer Raxter from the Woodward Heavyweights and my kind of behind the scenes mate on Big D Energy just happened to be right by and is also a massive state fan. <laughs> and there is a video of him on TikTok basically roasting me. But you know what? I can't even blame him. All I got to say for Juwan Howard right now is just I'm just going to give him the slow clap. A very sarcastic slow clap. Congratulations, Juwan Howard. You have officially completed the process of burning down the program that John Be Beeline had built from the ashes of Tommy Amaker. You've done it. You've finally done it. After all that had gone wrong this season, Michigan had a chance to make a run in the Big Ten tournament, maybe even just beat Rutgers in their in. And you know what they do? They get off to a start in which they have a three-point halftime lead. Hey, th thank you, JB. And I deserve that right now. Keep them coming, Nelson Muntz. Keep them coming, JB and, and Nelson Muntz. I will take it. And you know and you know what they did in the second half? You know what they did in the second half? In the first 18 minutes and 56 seconds of the second half with a three-point lead going into halftime with their season on the line, Michigan could only manage one field goal. One field goal. Or in this case, one field goal. I'll use this finger instead. One field goal. Just absolutely... Pathetic, pathetic performance, terrible performance. They're going to go to the NIT or they're going to go home. And Juwan Howard has officially Don't burned worry. down this program. But you know what's even crazier? It should never have even been to this point. No. As I've said so this season, there have been six games in which Juwan, in which Juwan Howard's Michigan Wolverines have had an 80% chance to win or higher at some point and have lost. They have a roster that has Hunter Dickinson, a great, a very, very good to great college player who was once an All-American, who was at the very least a first or second All-Big Ten caliber player. And he pretty much had, I mean, besides some pitfalls, a good year, average about 18 and nine efficiently. He was the only one who showed up on offense yesterday in that game. And you have two players who are going to be NBA first round draft picks, unless yesterday's performance knocked him out of it, but I still think they will. And Kobe Bufkin and Jet Howard. In this weak ass Big Ten, they can't even make the tournament. Michigan is not even going to make the tournament. Thank you, Kawhi. Laugh again. Keep, keep, keep on laughing. You should all point and laugh at me because I'm the one with egg on my face. I was the one who said that Michigan, if you let this team in, they could make a run just because of their top end talent. They have the most top end talent of any team in the Big Ten, and they can't even make the tournament. Think about this. Think about this. I know I'm going to be a little long-winded, but I am not very happy. What John Beeline built from 2013 to 2019 hmm. was the single most successful Big Ten basketball program. They made two national championship games, lost them both. And not only that, and this is something that I think goes under the radar with what John Beeline did, Michigan became the greatest NBA factory of any team in the Big Ten from 20. 13 to 2019 and these are players that john beeline recruited and coached for their entire college careers michigan had eight eight players drafted in the first round jordan Poole is he pretty good karis lavert tim hardaway jr guys like that mo wagner all turned out to have you know really good nba careers and they were all first round draft picks and four of those guys came into Michigan as three stars. John Beeline became the greatest coach in school history. But then when he left, 
they hired Juwan Howard, a good Michigan man, one of the greatest players in Michigan history, but a guy who had no resume to be a head coach. His, his head coaching experience was basically being an assistant with the Miami Heat. He was a good Michigan man. And he comes in to a program, unlike what, what John Beeline inherited after the Tommy Amaker disaster, Juwan Howard inherits the John Beeline team, a team that the previous year had won 30 games, made the Sweet 16. And you know who else Juwan Howard inherited that year? Isaiah Livers and Franz Wagner. Would you like to inherit those players on your college basketball team? They're pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Franz Wagner, lottery <laughs> pick. Isaiah Livers, yeah. a, a very good college player who's now play, having a role in the NBA. Yep. Which is, I mean, he's plays for the Pistons. We get to watch him very, very closely. And then what he has done. His first season, Juwan Howard, was the COVID year where this, the tournament got canceled. They were 500. 500 in, in the Big Ten. They might not have even made it. The next year was sort of the blip where Michigan actually won the Big Ten in the regular season. But, and they made the Elite Eight. Great accomplishment, all in that. But they had an opportunity for the Final Four. And Final Fours in college basketball are, are royalty. In the Elite Eight game, Michigan was playing an 11-seed UCLA team that was in the play-in game at, at, in those first four at Dayton. A team that Michigan should have handled. They lose that game. They lose in the Elite Eight to an 11 seed while managing a grand total of 49 points. And then last year, we want to talk about last year, they made that great Sweet, sweet 16 run. Congratulations. 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 It was the most hollow Sweet 16 run in Michigan history without a shadow of a doubt because they limped into the tournament. That was a team, Hunter Dickinson and two five stars, Caleb Houston, Musa Diabate. And then going into the NCAA tournament, which they were lucky as hell to get into, they were 17 and 15. So with those two tournament wins, they were 19 and 15, so they could not even manage 20 wins. And then this past year, I already mentioned it, Jet Howard, Kobe Bufkin, first-round NBA draft picks, Hunter Dickinson coming back for another season, and they're going to miss the goddamn NCAA tournament. <laughs> I want you. I, I wish you know what? I wish Juwan Howard would have just been fired on the court. Make it like like Herm Edwards, fired in disgrace. On the court, he should not coach another minute. Wow. For Michigan basketball, okay. congratulations, wow. Juwan Howard. You have burnt down the program that that John Beeline built. You have become basically you what. Yourself. You have basically become what Patrick Ewing has has become to Georgetown. Their all I mean, George, Patrick Ewing was their all-time best player, but as a coach, didn't do anything. Juwan Howard is the exact same. But there are still people out there that I feel like aren't don't really grasp how great it was and how mid it's become. This team should have won the Big Ten, but they don't even make the tournament. Get this man, Juwan Howard, out. His legacy I play real as sports. A, I'm trying to be the best at exercising. <laughs> His legacy as a Michigan man should take a hit. Great player. Can't coach worth a damn. And Ransom um, says, I will defend Michigan. Obviously, Sam doesn't know. Michigan has eight freshmen, three sophomores, two juniors, one senior, and two graduates. They were really young. Stop it. Stop they're, it. They're young, Sam. Oh, young. Young. Well, I'm so tired of, of hearing about that. There's no excuse. They have two. NBA players, and now in, in major college basketball, if you want to go play with the big boys, you got to get talents like that. The one-and-done era. And Hunter Dickinson, I mean, he was still there. He was their best, I mean, still their best player. He was a junior. That's, that's the thing. I'm not saying that they had to go win the national title this year. My thing is, you can, def you can use that argument 
if you're talking about why they had some pitfalls, why they maybe lost some close games, why they maybe didn't accomplish what their talent said that they should have. But it's not an excuse for missing the NCAA tournament. 68 teams make the NCAA tournament. There are going to be eight or nine Big Ten teams, and Michigan isn't one of them. And they're more talented than all those teams. Every last one of them. Get out of here with that young. I don't want to hear any excuses. Stop Chuck it. says, Sam, stop. Those NBA players are playing like trash. Whose fault is that? And first off, Kobe Bufkin has not been playing like trash. Kobe Bufkin and Jet Howard did yesterday, and I, and I will give you that. But both of them on the season, I mean, Jet Howard, he had some issues with his inefficiency and his defense. And sometimes the team looked better without him. I'll give you that. Kobe Bufkin, though, was a revelation. He is one of the most improved players in all of the nation. And Chuck Brewer, we have had our battles many, many times. Why are you giving this team a pass? They didn't make the tournament. I'm not saying they had to go to the Final Four or the Elite Eight. They didn't make the goddamn tournament. <laughs> Anybody who's making excuses like that is insane. It's lunacy. Stop it. Juwan Howard, stay out. Guardian alarm. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, Sam. You know what Juwan Howard needs? He needs insurance. And I know the place exactly for The unemployment line, but they, go ahead. Oh, my all right. Well, there you go. Sam feels his type of way. And, and I think a lot of Michigan fans, or at least some of them, share the same sentiment as you, Sam. But let me tell you about our friends at Swiss Insurance. Juwan Howard, be sure to check with Swiss Insurance this week for your commercial insurance review. Swiss can now make sure you have the proper coverage in case you do not make the NCAA tournament. Swiss Insurance, give them a shot and you won't be disappointed. Mark at SwissINS.com. By now you know me, Christina Gennari, as the obvious choice in real estate. And you know my website, soldchristina.com as your number one resource for buying or selling your home. Myself, along with my amazing staff, pride ourselves on making your home buying and selling experience a relaxing and easy one. Come see why we are the obvious choice. Christina Gennari at soldchristina.com, the obvious choice in real estate. It's a great day to get some Centron in your life. Ah, okay, okay, okay. There it is, there it is. Centron, here we go. Gotta grab the cranberry. Oh wait. It's two for four. Got double up with the classic as well. Centron World, baby. Centron, available at select Kroger's. And if you want to know how, go to at CentronWorld.com. You get dope like me. You know what? Why wait? <sighs> Great taste, guaranteed. We're off and cooking on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Thanks for sticking with us. We're halfway through the second hour. Jeff Iafrady alongside me, Sam Flannel, in the booth on the ones and twos. JB and Alex Westfall are with us as well. Guys, you know what time it is. You thought we were going to go a whole show without bringing up any mock drafts? I got too many in my DMs. I got to bring up some mock drafts. If I DM'd you back, uh, you know it's going to be on the show. Alex, well, I'm going to try to get to all of these. I pulled like four or five. Alex, throw up the first one for us. Let's react to some of these mock drafts and give them grades. Okay, here we go. Uh, and the first thing that stands out to me is acquiring Jalen Ramsey for a second, third, and a fourth. Uh, I love it. Now, is that too expensive? I don't know, mm. nor do I really care. Uh, you get Jalen Ramsey, one of the best corners in football. I love the trade itself. Now let's break down the actual players he was able to acquire. Traded back to all the way to 16. It got a second round pick and a future first. That's what makes this trade everything. You get a future first, you move back to 16, you give them a six round pick. That future first makes me more comfortable with trading away those assets for Jalen Ramsey. 
Look at the players he got. 16, Kansi, 18, Deontay Banks, Jack Campbell, Steve Avila, which we talked about. What do you think, Sam? I mean, I would honestly take that draft. It kind of seems, I kind of thought the same thing as you. They're, oh, man, you're giving up an awful lot for Jalen Ramsey, but you've talked about Jalen Ramsey being plugged into this defense, along with getting Kalijah Kansi at 16, which I think would be a steal. Deontay Banks, I don't know if I would go with that route at 18, considering what they got with Jalen Ramsey, but still, I mean, you, you need depth at the cornerback position. He was definitely a combine warrior. Jack Campbell, I think we, we would all be on board he's with Jack Campbell. He's a freak, and he showed it at the combine. Ultra productive. I think he's going to come in and be someone starting middle linebacker from day one. Steve Avila, I got, a guy I talked about, can plug in for, <laughs> for Vitae. Maybe. Am, am I the only yeah. one who just kind of cringes when you see Avila? Like, I don't even know. Steve Avila could be a great player. I nah. just, just seeing Avila coming back to Detroit just makes my, my, uh, my skin crawl a little you, bit. You know what, Jeff? I changed my mind. No, I'm kidding. But, but <laughs> actually, Steve, you're yeah, not welcome actually, here. Steve, you, you can't. Uh, okay, no, right. but honestly, I like the draft a lot. Deontay Banks and Kansi are two players that have shot up draft boards. I don't know if Kalijah will be there at 16. Deontay Banks is a first-round pick for how he you know, played and just how his combine went, quite frankly. He's, he's shooting up draft boards. If he's not at 18, he'll get picked somewhere late in the first, maybe even early second. The, again, the positions he addressed, I don't mind it. You get Kansi, Banks, you get a linebacker, guard, wide receiver. We talk about you know replacing DJ Chark, Nathaniel Dell, a little smaller, but still very productive at Houston alongside Clayton Toon. I love Dwayne McBride. He's been in a lot of my mock drafts in the fifth round. I love this draft, honestly. I don't mind it at all. We, I'd probably agree. Give this one an A. Would you? Would you agree there? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll give sure. it an A. A plus. Sure. You, sure. you did very well. I forgot who who uh, who submitted that one, but if you know it's yours, you know it's yours. Well Alex, done. let's pull well up done. another one. Let's see what we got here. And some of these, by the way, get really interesting. Like right here at six. Oh, our pipe dream. Jalen Carter falling to that six overall pick. You know, you pull the trigger on that one. Jalen Carter, Joey Porter Jr., Jack Campbell, Jack Zach Charbonnet which that's not even a photo of Zach Charbonnet, but it makes me laugh every time. Noah Sewell, Chandler Zavala, Clayton Toon, Jake Moody. Yeah, I can get with this, Sam. That first round's got me feeling a certain way. I'll just I'll just say that, and it's and it's a good thing. Jalen Carter falling to six. We've all talked about it. You run to the podium. You do backflips. You do a gymnastics routine. You get up there, and you take them. And Joey Porter Jr. at 18, he's another one that I think at the 18 pick, is great value. I don't know if he's going to be there, but he's that big physical corner. I think he's a guy that is capable of from day one maybe knocking Justin Jefferson off his spot at a time or two. And you're going to need you're going to need corners. I like Joey Porter Jr. He's one of my favorites in the draft. Jack Campbell we already talked about. It seems like every draft has Jack Campbell now. That's the consistent. That's the consistent one. Is Zach Charbonnet? That's an interesting one. I probably wouldn't go that route, but they, you know, taking a running back, taking a flyer. I don't hate it. Although but, the second round. But Noah Sewell and I get again. It, it's it's tough. It's funny when Lions fans discuss Noah Sewell because it's hard not to be biased because we love Panay and any member of the Sewell family is more welcome in Detroit than ever. But Noah Sewell in the third round to me is a little bit of a reach. He's not going to be there, especially if you draft uh, Jack Campbell. I just I, I don't know, but I love the draft itself, man. And, and I saw a comment saying it was his draft. Uh, sad LK two thousand nine. That's mine. You did a great job, honestly. I, I, I if I walked away from the draft and this is what Brad did, I'd be comfortable with it. I don't mind it. You take a quarterback late in the draft. You got Jake Moody, and you pretty much hit on all positions in need. Uh, the only, I guess, uh, diff, you know, something I would, I guess, add, maybe instead of Noah Sewell, you take the best, the best edge rusher. Yeah. But other than that, I'm nitpicking. So great, great draft, by the way. Great for, I mean, if, to be honest, I, I forgot who you said whose draft this was, but whoever it was, and this is one of these situations where it wasn't your fault, you just got lucky. I'm just glad that you didn't blow the layup with, with, with Jalen Carter. You got a gift. 
but you but you actually took the gift so congratulations for that yeah no it was a, it was a good draft man both of these i like so far alex what do we got next and these get interesting and oh here we go oh jalen okay we'll start with the trade itself jalen ramsey that's the second one out of three we've reviewed that have jalen ramsey being traded he was traded for deandre swift a second and a third okay uh i don't mind that although i don't think it's necessarily realistic uh maybe they take swift i don't think they do but there you go nice trade you get jalen ramsey and look at how he approached the draft so you got jalen ramsey you you draft your future quarterback you draft cj stroud at six don't even have to trade up or trade back to get him brian branch uh double a out of northwestern he's moving up draft boards he's flying up there jack campbell michael wilson Dwayne mcbride chandler zavallo cam jones i actually don't mind this one as much either i guess the only you know i guess pick i would change maybe instead of michael wilson you take a corner but you got brian Ban branch who you can use in the slot and move around all around your secondary so to be honest with you sam i love this one too this one is interesting i i obviously like getting jalen ramsey for deandre Swift a second and a third i would take that deal cj stroud we, i talked about it earlier if cj stroud is there and none of the two defensive generational prospects are there i would take him brian branch at 18 what i what bothers me a little bit about that one even though i like him as a player is it doesn't look like he addressed the interior defensive line at all maybe he he counts on them doing it in free agency maybe bringing a bugs back but i would have probably gone that route instead with whoever was available if it's like a brian brisset if he's available but that's that's fine brian brett's a good player double a another combine warrior i could see him being i, I mean the way that he's shooting up is he going to be there at 48 that's he, that, hey. that's the big question too is some of these mocks it, it's they don't adjust all players after the combine. Like a lot of guys, I, th I think are sliding up. Like Cansey, I believe, is probably a top fifteen pick. Sure. So I don't know if he'll be there. He's always there at eighteen if you're if you're drafting for the Lions. But things uh, but things can change very quickly. So uh, of course, let, Jack Campbell. <laughs> yeah, Jack Campbell is another one that again keep him coming. Uh, keep him coming. Uh, Alex, what do we got else? Uh, what else do we got? Because I, I got to see more of these here. Um, wow, Ooh. another one with C.J. Shroud. You get Jalen Ramsey for Jeff Okuda in a second-round pick. That Okay, well, the trade itself <laughs> is not happening. Uh, but oh my it, God, let's say hypothetically it did. Backwards. That is an absolute steal. <laughs> Jeff Okuda in a future second. You get Jalen Ramsey. Wow. Okay, we'll take it. C.J. Stroud, Kalijah Canty, Trenton Simpson, Jordan Battle, Ja'Korian Bennett, Antonio Mafe, and Ventral Miller. I love this draft. I, although the trade to me isn't necessarily realistic. Love the draft itself. I'd give this one an A. But you know what? Why did it go through then if it wasn't realistic, eh? No, I mean... It, PFF! It, hey, it probably wouldn't happen, but if, if that actually happened, my goodness, the backflips that we would all be doing in the building. You address your you address your veteran corner, an all-pro guy who's already a Hall of Famer and still has a lot of good football left, CJ Stroud. Take him at six. That's that's cool. Kalijah Kansi at 18. Again, value. Take him, obviously. Kind of solidify the interior defensive line. Trenton Simpson in the second round. I'm, I'm down with it. He's another one of those complete linebackers who's good in coverage, good sideline to sideline, has, you know, done some things rushing the passer as well. I don't mind it. Jordan Battle at 81. I know that it's he's been discussed on this show before. If we can get him in the third round at 81, I would, I would take him. I think that he's one of the better safeties in the draft. I loved him at Alabama. So this, this I, I really like this draft. I It's one of my favorites I've, I've seen so far. I think you kind of... You, you, a lot of needs are met with, with with this one, especially on your defense. I think with this draft, you've got an instantly much better defense next year. One that could be maybe top twenty in scoring for the whole year. Dare I say? Yeah, no, no question. The players itself he drafted, I, I like most of them. Uh, I mean, Trenton Simpson. 
I'm a little more higher on Jack Campbell, to be honest, at linebacker. But Trent Simpson, I, I can't sit here and complain too much. You address positions of need, interior, defensive lineman. You got your franchise quarterback, linebacker, safety, corner, guard. Line, like, I, I like this draft. And you got Jalen Ramsey to sprinkle on Jaylen top Ramsey. of that. So uh, no, no complaints at all. Alex, do we got one more? Let's see if we can do this one before we go to break. Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, you, you see this mock draft. Do I? Traded back to eight with Atlanta, and you still got Anthony Richardson, which actually, to my surprise, is pretty impressive. Uh, but the draft itself, not a huge fan of Anthony Richardson, but let's just go unbiased here. Not my opinion. This is Lions doing this. Anthony Richardson at eight. Okay. Kalijah Kansi, Deontay Banks, Steve Avila, Garrett Williams. A lot of players. Uh, but at the same time, I don't mind it. I would have preferred if you use one of these picks to trade up. Maybe get someone you like. Just seems like a lot of players. Uh, but you got Jake Moody, Luke Schoonmaker. I, I don't mind the players itself. Uh, two corners. Yeah, I, I don't mind this draft. I just would rather use this and trade up. But Anthony Richardson at eight. Sam, what do you think? I can't get past that, man. I just can't. It's like a mental blockage. If you pick Anthony Richardson at number eight, I'm obviously, I mean, with your fir with the first round in any way, shape, or form, I'm just like, no way, no how, hell no to the no, no, no. There's nothing that I can get past with that just because he was, if he was such a good oh, quarterback and he's such no. a combine warrior, then why did he blow in college? 53.8 completion percentage. That doesn't bode well. But some of these picks, Kalijah Kansi at 18, obviously I would like if that happened. Deontay Banks in the second round, I think that's great value. Steve Avila, another guy that I've talked about is maybe wanting to be a Vitae replacement on a rookie deal. Jake Moody. I mean, other than Anthony Richardson, it's fine, but I just think Anthony Richardson would be such a disaster of a pick for the Lions. I don't think he's going to be a good quarterback, and I don't think Brad Holmes would do it. It's kind of off-brand for him. So Anthony Richardson alone drops this draft a couple of notches for me <laughs> and there you go guys uh anthony richardson yep you, you heard that you heard the buzzer man anthony richardson it, although we might not like him as a prospect the lions took him hey, listen you trust brad holmes you see how it pans out we're not the gm of the detroit lions so we're assuming we're trying to be unbiased here i like the players again personally i would rather use some of these picks to trade up and maybe get players you like uh, but he kind of stayed put and took some good players, too. I just hate PFF to disrespect yeah. taking Moody. And to give him an F, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Jake Moody in the sixth round is not an F, PFF. That's an A++. You know, and very quick, I know we got to go to break. I just want to get this in here. And I'm going to do like I sometimes do, drop a bomb, and then maybe we can cover it in later shows. Oh, jeez. If, if Brad Holmes drafts Anthony Richardson in the first round, my implicit trust in Brad Holmes might take a hit. I wouldn't say that that makes him a bad GM, but right now I'm like, whatever whatever Brad Holmes wants, just not Anthony Richardson. Then I might be like, what the hell are you well, doing, Well, it's bud? like Joe Douglas with the Jets. Nails players, but then he drafted Zach Wilson. So, like, right, what, that's that's actually a very good call. So, you're, yeah. again, Joe Douglas, they still like him, but it's like, eh, if you're taking a quarterback, yeah, we're going to be a lot skeptical now. Same so we'll see. Them. When Brad takes one, it's going to get real around Detroit. I'll sure. tell you what, we're going to break. When we get back, I want to talk about the MVP race in the NBA because I'm, I'm curious to see if me and Sam differ here, but stick with us. You're, you're going to want to hear this. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you guys in a second. At work and at home, we're there with smarter security solutions, featuring complete automation with customized alerts and more. For over 90 years, we've been the company that's been counted on to protect what matters most, all with personalized service and care. 
Right now, for a limited time, receive a free video device plus free installation with a new home system. Guardian Alarm. We protect Michigan. Championships. Detroit fans were there. 11 Stanley Cups. Detroit fans were there. Four World Series wins. Detroit fans were there. And uh, that one Lions playoff win in 1991. Yeah, Detroit fans were there. Woodward Sports, where the fans are. Planet Fitness is home with a judgment-free zone where you can work out in a non-intimidating, judgment-free atmosphere. The gym that has always been known for being clean is now cleaner than ever, has tons of equipment, a full-body workout, the 30-minute circuit, and all memberships include fitness training. You can get all of this for only $10. Only $10. It's, it's great, isn't it? Your fitness is essential, and fitness is a key part of your physical and mental wellness. Join today in club or online at planetfitness.com. It's Planet Fitness, where your fitness is essential. We're rolling down the stretch here on the Morning Woodward Show, WoodwardSports.com. Check it out, merchandise, articles, everything, live scores, tons of things for you guys to check out. And on top of that, if you didn't catch the show live, which is okay, you can still catch it via any podcast you listen to or podcast app you listen to, whether it's iTunes, Spotify. Just look up Morning Woodward Show. You'll find us there. But Sam Flannel, we haven't really got a chance to talk some NBA. And again, NBA right now, especially with the offseason approaching for the NFL. It's not the most popular thing, but it's something that I think is relevant. You saw Kendrick Perkins come out and, and say that the you know MVP voters are racist, <laughs> you know, and, and majority of them you see white players uh, like a Steve Nash or Dirk Nowitzki weren't top five and whatever, top ten in scoring. And, and now ESPN had to come out and apologize for that statement itself, but it made me think about the MVP race. And it's the last couple of years, I feel like it's been repetitive. You have Jokic, Giannis, and now Jason Tatum's risen up those ladders as well. My pick with the, before the season was Luka Doncic because he's so incredible, but I just don't think the wins are there to necessarily get him that award. Uh, when you look at the MVP race and you look at the best teams in the NBA, who stands out to you and who, in your opinion, is leading the MVP race right now as we stand March 10th? To me, the person who should be leading the NBA MVP race, but I don't think is, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'd give you a kiss if I could, Sam. You're thank, spot on. Thank you so, so much. I thought for you were going to come up here and hit me with the numbers about Jokic. For the record, and, and this isn't this isn't an indictment on Nikola Jokic, but here's here's the reason why it's Giannis Antetokounmpo for me this year, because the Milwaukee Bucks still have the best record in the NBA. I think it's something that people kind of forget about or kind yeah. of gloss gloss over. And that was with Chris Middleton being hurt. It's. And, and getting getting kind of pushed slowly into the lineup. Like, it's been the Giannis show pretty much God. all year. It's funny that you should mention that because I was just about to, to say this. Who has been Giannis Antetokounmpo's Robin basically throughout his entire run as an MVP caliber player, a champion, all that? Who has been his Robin? It's been Chris Middleton. It's been Chris Middleton. And he's basically missed most of the year and when he has played he has not looked like the same player. And I know people are going to say Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is obviously... To me, he's having the best season of his career. He's turned into a defensive player of the year caliber player after what we saw first firsthand in Brooklyn when he was first drafted. Unbelievable transformation. Have a lot of respect for him. Drew Holiday is another one who's having an unbelievable year. One of the better and more underrated guards of this generation. And just a side note, if the Bucks win another championship with Drew Holiday playing a significant role, we might be talking about him as a fringe Hall of Famer. Seriously. Yeah. But he's doing all of this while averaging the most points he's ever averaged in a season. 
averaging like a, a, a very efficient double-double, being the best player when your second best player has been out for the majority of the season. And this is still the number one team in the NBA, maybe the odds on favorite to win the championship. And let me just let me just com, com, compare this to Nikola Jokic last year. Mm -hmm. Nikola Jokic last year, he got a lot of credit for keeping that team afloat, making them, I think, a sixth seed without his two best running mates. Jamal Murray missed the whole year, and Michael Porter basically was a lost season. He got credit for leading that team to a sixth seed in the West, in which they would ultimately get bounced in the playoffs. What Giannis is doing, and now and now Nikola Jokic to sort of like go go on to that. Once he gets his players back, he's obviously having averaging his most efficient shooting of his career with a triple-double, obviously having a great year. But Giannis, you got to give him credit for mm -hmm. doing this for maybe, I wouldn't say this is a carry job because I, that would be disrespectful to Drew Holiday and like Bobby Portis and, and Brooke Lopez. But none of them are Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton was, he's another guy that if the, if the Bucks win another championship, he might get some Hall of Fame consideration. You've missed him for basically the whole year. Give me Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is my NBA MVP for this season. I love this comment because it's so true. Mr. Ray is, is right on the money. WoodworkSports.com. He says, Giannis has gotten the LeBron fatigue. He's so dominant at both ends that people just expect it now. And that's the thing I hate. I absolutely hate. And watching LeBron all through the 2010s, that was the most frustrating thing. Uh, and by the way, Marcus All. You still have uh, LeBron's Defense Player of the oh. Year award at your house, if you could return that to him. That pisses Thanks. me off to this day. Uh, well, and this is the thing about players like Giannis. He's so dominant offensively and defensively that, to Mr. Ray's point, it becomes almost just like, okay, he's just doing it. That, that, that's who Giannis is. No, it's it's extremely impressive. And what he did this year, not only is he averaging more points and more rebounds than Jokic. And Jokic, in the assist category, he's averaging a triple-double, but... You could argue triple-doubles over the years have kind of the value has kind of went down a little bit because it's impressive, but in today's NBA, triple-doubles are more common than it ever was. For Giannis to be doing what he's doing on both sides of the court, he's a much, 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 much squared better <laughs> defender than Jokic. By far. He's, he's, a, he's a night and day defender better than Jokic, and he's the most dominant player on the interior in the entire NBA, maybe besides Embiid. So Giannis deserves respect. They had the number one record in the NBA. And the fact that I saw this tweet too, and this is um, Tom Haberstro tweeted this out. Jokic has never had a teammate selected to an all-star, all-NBA, or all-defensive team. How rare is that, the lack of star power? He's the only MVP to have that distinction at this point in, his, uh, in, at this point in his career. A typical MVP had 12 by now. Okay, so Jamal Murray, is he not any good? He's very good. Just because you don't make the all-star team doesn't mean you're not good, right? Jamal Murray is a 20-point-per-game guy. You have I – mean, and then the roster the Nuggets have, it's deep. Mm -hmm. and, and don't get me wrong, the Bucks roster is good too, but you're telling me Brooke Lopez – I mean, like, he's, 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 he's all good. right. He's good. He's all right. He's and then Drew Holiday, great defender. He's a good player. But Jamal Murray, I mean, they're, they're pretty much – they're close. And then you have Chris Middleton, who's kind of being – he's not the Chris Middleton we've seen pre-injury, and he's getting there. But the fact that they have the best record, even without Chris playing at what we know Chris to be, is even more impressive, Sam. Oftentimes not playing he, at all. He has more of a workload on both sides. Now, Jokic, there was a stat that J.J. Redick had – that Jokic creates like the most open shots or the most efficient shots for his teammates. I get all that. But what Giannis is doing on both sides of the court, don't sleep on it. He's, he's my MVP, Sam. What about you, JB? What do you think? Who's, who's your MVP this season? I think going into it, I had really high hopes for John Morant, but obviously that whole situation has now fallen apart. So he's 
got his own fate going on right now. But yeah, I would have to go with Giannis with you guys as well, too. A quick runner-up is the Joker, too. But can I just point this out and give some respect to Sacramento out in the West right now? They're, they're second, and for a long time, this franchise has just been garbage. It has just been terrible. I'm happy to see that they are finally turning things around and things are starting to click for this young squad out here. But yeah, it's Giannis for me as well. Yeah, and again, the chat, I love the chat going at it too, uh, getting the conversation going. Uh, Mr. Ray says, Jokic is the only MVP who can't elevate the players around him despite them feeding off him every night. CJ Snyder says, Jeff, you're being purposely obtuse with that tweet. Come on, dude. <laughs> uh, CJ says, Brooke might win Defensive Player of the Year. He's a great defender. Yeah. And he's actually offensively picked it up this year. Yep. But come on. I mean, Brooke Lopez, he's solid. But you're sitting up here saying Brooke Lopez is the number two player right now. Or if you want to say Drew Holiday, what Giannis is doing, over 30 points per game, a double-double in rebounds. What he's doing defensively, it's dominant. And, and Jokic is having a great season, too. It's very close to me. And if you look at some of the betting websites, Jokic is a slight favorite. And again, that's fine. But in my opinion, it's Giannis's award. Well, what Jokic has done this season has been absolutely spectacular. And I, I am a big Jokic fan myself. The thing about Giannis, and this is something that I didn't even mention in my sort of spiel about Giannis Antetokounmpo, on any given night, you could say that Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best defensive player in the entire NBA. You know how I know that? Because he has a Defensive Player of the Year award. I mean, that's that, that's the thing. He's not just a good defender. He's, He's an elite, a phenomenal elite defensive defender. player. And you, you, you know me. Everyone always talks about, oh, Sam doesn't care about defense. I, I'm not... <laughs> I don't care about people who are only good on defense, like uh, Ben Wallace, for example. But let, we'll, oh, we'll, hey, we'll, here we go. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll let that we'll let that slide. If we're talking Hall of about fame level defense, I'll tell you that. <laughs> if we're talking about tiebreakers between Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo, if you want to use Giannis Antetokounmpo's defense, I'm all for it. He should be the MVP, yeah. hands down. Uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to break. Get your mailbag questions in the chat right now. Me, Sam, and JB will go all through them. NFL, NBA, doesn't matter what it is, we'll answer your questions. Thank you guys for sticking with us. We'll see you in a, after the short break. I love Woodward Sports. Love wearing clothes. Then you should be wearing Woodward Sports clothes. Check out our full line of merch at woodwardsports.com. Just click on shop. We have all your favorite designs like Dan Campbell kneecaps, Beverly Hills golf, Woodward golf, and of course, our own logoed out merchandise. Men, women, infants, kids all love Woodward Sports. Impress your friends. Impress your boss. Impress your dog. Buy Woodward Sports merch today. You're about to be shell-shocked. The catch of the day is in. Big Boy Seafood Fest is officially back. Join us for some of your favorites like our popcorn shrimp and pike perch platters and our classic fish and chips. This year, we've reeled in some fresh catches like our shrimp alfredo, shrimp stir-fry, and our fish sandwich. And especially, don't forget about our all-you-can-eat Friday night fish fry buffet. Every day is a fish fry big boy. My name is Lee. I've lost 35 pounds on the Custom Health Center program. So the three biggest benefits that I've gotten from this, uh, this program has been I'm not snoring anymore. I have a lot of energy. Uh, it's great. And oh, by the way, look at this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Call us at 844-789-THIN or visit customhealthcenters.com for a free consultation and get started for as little as $5 a day. 
Woodward Avenue, the first paved road in America. Woodward Sports, the first sports network born in Detroit and made for Detroit. Cousins Maine Lobster, Lobster brings the best of the Maine coast to Detroit. Try the variety of sweet, succulent Maine Lobster menu items at their two food trucks rolling around the city. You can find their event schedules on CousinsMainLobster.com and through their mobile app where you can easily order ahead and earn rewards. It's Cousins Maine Lobster. Morning Woodward Show coming down the stretch almost at the end. Sam Flannel alongside me. I'm hosting Jeff Iafredi, JB, Alex Westfall. We're going to get in the mailbag, but before we do, we have our, our guy Mike on the line who's been waiting patiently. JB, you can send him through. All right, here is Mike for you guys. Mike, thank you so much, man, for waiting patiently. Uh, what what did you want to talk about, my man, before we end the show? Well, I wanted to touch on the uh, first round draft picks that we have, and then and then the upcoming draft. Okay. Uh, one of my worries here about our first first round draft picks, if you have a lot of them, end up five years from now, four years from now, costing you a lot of money. And we're looking at what two last year, two this year, one next year. There's five right there. I really think we ought to trade down in the draft, maybe you know, a couple of seconds for Jalen Ramsey, and then maybe, I don't know, Washington or somebody like that for the first round. Take their first round this year and next year. Then we've got two first-rounders next year. We can combine those together and get our quarterback of the future. And you're taking what would be three first-round draft picks and turning it into one, so you're not going to be paying out all that money. And it's my understanding next year we got better quarterbacks coming out than we do this year. And, and by the way, Mike, I, I agree with the, with the second point about better quarterbacks next year, but the problem is, and this is a question for Brad, because if you're at 18 and you want to trade back, if there's a player there at 18 that can come in and be better than any second-round pick you're taking, then I, I would agree you stay there and take them. But to your point, if you wait till next year to take a quarterback – how good do you think the Lions will be this year, Mike? Just just quick uh, idea. You think they'll be a 10-win well, team, 11-win team? I, I, I think I'm hoping that they'll actually be better than that, giving the NFC uh, Central the way so, the way things are so set up. So they'll be picking, they'll be picking in said, the 20s then, Mike. I, I, well, I, I think you misunderstood me here. Because, like I said, you, you got two first round, or you'll get two second round pick. You give up, give up your second round this year, second round next year to get Jalen Ramsey. That takes care of that quarterback need that you have. You can get one lower in the draft. Mm -hmm. That's basically like getting a first-round pick there for him. You still ha you move back, say with Washington. They're what? They'd be they're picking what? Sixteen, I think. Yep. Oh, okay, 18, so you take 18. somebody like Can eighteen. Okay, you take somebody like Cancy or something like that. We still have our second pick. Yep. Um, that, that we're holding on to. So we still have two first-rounders this year. I understand that. But it gives you a much better option next year because especially if it's Washington, I think they're going to be garbage next year also personally. But uh, So you're going to have two first-round picks that you can trade up and get one of those guys next year. And it still leaves you room because, like I said, you, now you got Ramsey. You've, been, you've gotten your defense better this year. You still have Goff. And next year you've, you've got it lined up so that if you can either trade Goff if they're good enough or you bench them for a year you use golf for the second year you're still making the playoffs i think no matter what we do this year i think we're going to be first in in the nfc central knock on wood but it, it, you can still increase your defense this year with no issue even trading back that way in my opinion yeah. and then you're also paying less for those first round draft picks when you do have to pay out for them 
Yeah, no, and I, listen, I agree with you about the Jalen Ramsey thing. I'm all for it. Uh, and if you're talking about, you know, trading for Washington's first-round pick, I'm all for that as well. Yes, But, but the, yes. The, the also, you got, the thing you have to understand, and I guess we don't really know because next year you, you don't know how Drake May is going to perform. He could, you know, take a crap this year and, and slip in the draft. But if, if a team has Caleb Williams or Drake May or any of those top quarterbacks, and other guys could arise too, but I'm just using those, those two as an example – you have to hope yeah. that if you want to trade up and get those guys, let's say to your point, if you thought, if you at that point you're like, you know what, let's replace Goff, you have to hope those teams are willing to move from those picks. You know what I mean? If, if they're there and they can take them, you, what makes those teams want to move back instead of just staying there and taking those quarterbacks? You do, but that's also assuming that a lot of these teams that are so crummy this year aren't going to take some of these quarterbacks this year. True, and that, that's also true. Because, you know, you've got, you've got those four quarterbacks this year that somebody's going to move up and try and take them. Yeah, you know they they always they you always have those GMs that m- try and move up and take them and make the mistakes. Yep, i.e. the Jets. You know, <laughs> a- absolutely. And, and Mike, always got it, Mike. Uh, you're 100 percent correct, man. I, I thank you for calling and being patient. And, and if, uh, listen, if Brad does that, I don't think anybody's going to question his uh, his approach. But I appreciate you calling the show, man, and supporting it. Yep, have a good one. Uh, you too, Mike. All right, we'll get to some of these questions. By the way, yeah, appreciate everyone for calling in, giving their thoughts on the show, and I love that noise. Hit, hit it with me again, JB. All right. When this noise comes on. Because I do have some information for you guys. What do we got? Officially, after nine seasons with the Minnesota Vikings, Adam Thielen has officially been released. Well, we saw that one yeah. coming. Yeah. And I'm expecting him to, to join a contender. So that's, again, I don't think Alan Thielen, I don't think the Lions should be interested with him at all. Uh, Jamcat says, Mailbag, do you think Jalen Ruggs Carter, that's messed up, would be more of a menace than Sue was on the Lions? Well, if you're talking about dominant interior defensive linemen, although Sue was, you know, <sighs> the last year he had at Nebraska Ooh. was incredible. So I, I don't want to sit here and say he is Nodomic and Sue, but if you're talking the last dominant defensive lineman we've had, it's a good comparison, Sam Flannel. You know, I would love Jalen Carter, but don't put rugs in the middle of his yeah, name. Come yeah, on. That, yeah. They're, they're not very even, different situations. Not even comparable. But yeah, Jalen Carter, to me, if he becomes in Dominican Sioux, that's why you draft him. I'm not saying that he was as productive in, at Georgia as Ndamukong Sue was at Nebraska. Ndamukong Sue was an alien, one of the best defensive players in college football history. But as a pro... If Jalen Carter becomes what Indominus Sue is as a pro, I think we would take that, and I don't think we would be that surprised. Because Indominus Sue, I wouldn't say he's been a disappointment, but after what he did at Nebraska, I expected him to be kind of like the next, especially after his rookie year, I expected him to maybe be the reincarnation of like a Reggie White. But what he actually is, is a Hall of Fame level defensive tackle. Absolutely. But lower end, not first ballot. Yeah, yeah. no, no, yeah. Coming out, dude, Nadamik and Sue. I mean, he was in the Heisman conversation as a as an interior defensive lineman. He was a beast. Uh, but let's get to some more of these questions. Uh, Millbag, Jeff, are you going to watch Flannel get destroyed on Big D today? Is that what's going to happen, Flannel? You're going to have to face Neil Rule and Darren <sighs> McCarty with your Michigan result. Maybe even Spencer yes. Raxter chiming in yes, as well. Yes, I am, and I'm going to stand firm. But it's going to be tough. It's not a good day for me. You're going to have to fight like hell, Sam Flannel. And, and, and by the way, speaking of Big D Energy, they'll be on in one hour, 11 to 1. Tune in. Thank you guys, everybody, for supporting the show, sticking with us, and just really supporting us all week. You guys are real ones. We appreciate every single one of you. Drop a like on the video. If you're watching on WilbertSports.com, merchandise, articles, live scores, we got it all on the website, man. It Really, anything you desire, we have it. And on top of that, if you missed the show live, go back and watch us. iTunes, Apple Podcast 
or Spotify as well. We appreciate you guys for sticking with us. Have a great weekend from Jeff Ifrady, Sam Flannel, JB, Alex Westfall. We'll see you guys next week.